0: This is Football Nation. Todd DeVries and Bill Enright bring you the latest trends from the NFL. Headlines, stats, fantasy previews, and more right here on Football Nation. Hello, everybody,
1: and welcome to Football Nation. I'm Bill Enright alongside Todd DeVries, and we are extending our fantasy football draft special into today's show we know it's a special time of year an important time of year for everyone drafting and we want to help you dominate so if you need help picking a, uh, a wide receiver or you need a sleeper tight end or you don't know when to take a quarterback maybe you're on a fence about a player now's the time to get on the line 855-478-7030 we'll even help analyze your squad and identify some strengths and weaknesses if you've already drafted Todd today's show all about the people
2: it's a it's a crazy day bill I'll be honest this has been the craziest day of my uh, preseason because all the worlds are colliding right fantasy football and the NFL yep the drafts are coming up fever pitch questions coming in through ffchamps.com expert advice tweets you name it. My site, collegefootballgeek.com, all sorts of college football, because that season kicks off tonight. Johnny Manziel and college fantasy football kicks off its craziness. It's just nuts, man. So my head is spinning. Can't wait to interact with the people. The Tuesday show, man, was just all callers, which is what we love. Uh,
1: We love that format, dude. Absolutely. Love hearing from the people, and there's a couple ways that you can get in touch with us. 855-478-7030 855 478 7030 is the phone number. You can email us, radio at footballnation.com. You can hit us up on Twitter. And if you're listening to this show on demand, we're still answering your fantasy draft questions on Twitter at FFChamps. Todd, you said it. A lot happening. Uh, your site really kicks into high gear with the college football uh, 2013 season starting here as we're broadcasting live on Thursday. Plus, NFL is only a week away. There's only seven more days until the NFL season kicks off with the Baltimore Ravens and the Denver Broncos. Mm. And that means seven more days that you can get the ffchamps.com draft tracker. We have a special 50% discount right now. It's only twenty nine ninety five. and just because the preseason is over and the training camps are done and our draft kit goes away doesn't mean we go away at ffchamps.com. We are still with our members each and every day, each and every week. You know, Todd, it's interesting because some people, myself included, we think the benefit of being a member at ffchamps.com is better – during the season than just if you're with us for the preseason or if you're with us for our draft kit. Oh, because absolutely.
2: What, what I mean, we do the-
1: during the regular season is just as important, maybe more important if you had a bad draft, more important, because we're with you there every every step of the way, from week one all the way through your championship. You
2: know, we talk about it till the cows come home, Bill. Yeah. You, you build your foundation in the draft. That's just the beginning, man. You know, it's the week-to-week. It's the lineup decisions. It's the waiver wire pickups. It's the injury reports. It's all of that stuff. That's where the one-on-one advice at FF Champs, it's the only one in the industry, Bill, that has this one-on-one advice, uh, direct contact with the experts. And, uh, you know, it's in-season is where you win the money. You know, you're in the running after a good draft. You're in the running. But you don't win it until you you know, make all the right moves during the season. So, you know, it, it's just exciting stuff, man. I, I, I hope the, uh, the telephone lines are already starting to fill up. So hopefully we have a jam-packed show.
1: The bottom line is if you become a member at ffchamps.com, we help guide you to your bragging rights, your league championship, your trophy. And if you put in some money on the line, we help you get that cash as well.
2: Mm-hmm. Now, Bill, real quick, before we uh, – well, let's let's talk about the – so the first hour of the show, right, is mm-hmm. going to be dedicated to fantasy.
1: All fantasy draft advice. If you already had your team, we'll call, call in and we'll grade your team. But if you have one of those last-minute questions, you're on the fence about a player and you need some opinion, now is the time to get on the line, 855-478-7030.
2: Second hour of the show, Bill, we're going to have Carrie Byrne from ColdHardFootballFacts.com on, one of our regular guests. They're unleashing cold hard insider, and I tell you, I spent some time studying in there, Bill. The stats that Kerry has uncovered is pretty remarkable, and we're going to go over some of those quality stats. And uh, there's a lot to sink yourself, uh, sink your teeth into. So the second hour of the show, we'll dive into cold Hard's insider quality stats. We're going to you know, there's a million teams to break down in there, Bill. You and I were talking about it during our. Uh, you know before we came on the air here there's like a thousand different topics we could talk about so we'll pick out the juiciest topics there and at the very tail end of the show in the second hour we'll continue to take some fantasy callers so if you miss us in the first hour don't fret
1: you know you can call back at the end of the show as well and we'll, we'll answer your, your questions 100 and todd you, you said it about carrying the quality stats let's just not sugarcoat this. If you want to beat up on your bookie, if you want to win your bets, and we're not talking about parlays or round robins, we're talking about straight up or against the spread, there's no better uh, publishing company, website, uh, advisor than Kerry Byrne at coldhardfootballfacts.com. He does it all. The quality stats are great. And they really help predict the, uh, the winning outcome of football games. Put it that simply.
2: Yeah, it's uh it's really good stuff and I can't wait until we get into the week to week shows where we can truly, you know, analyze each and every game, have Kerry come on, give us some of his best picks and help our audience uh win a few shekels, Mr. Bill.
1: Winning money seems to be the theme of today's show already. Yes. And I got to remind everyone that DraftKings just released their contests for week 1 of the NFL season. There's a lot of action over a million dollars in cool and over a million dollars in prizes just for week 1. It's all part of their kick- kickoff bash. It's the biggest week of one event in all of fantasy football. We're going to help you guys win some money over at draftkings.com. Go over there right now. You sign up, deposit your money, deposit uh, make your first deposit into your account and you get a free entry into their $30,000 contest. $30,000 in prizes, and you get it all for free if you go over there through Football Nation or through ffchamps.com.
2: A lot of money to be made. A lot of different ways to make it.
1: All well, right, let's not delay anymore, no. Todd. 855-478-7030 is the phone number. We're going to go to John, who's patiently waiting from Los Angeles, has a question about Carson Palmer. What's going on, John?
3: Hey, hi, it's John. Good morning, sir. I was wondering, do uh, you expect anything from, Anything good from Carson
1: Palmer in Arizona? Are we expecting anything good from Carson Palmer in Arizona? You know, Todd, we we kind of go through the quarterbacks here, and everyone knows the top four guys, Breeze, Rogers, Manning, Brady. Then you got Ryan, Stafford, Griffin, Luck, Kaepernick, Newton. After that, there's a little bit of a drop-off. So after those ten quarterbacks, a little bit of a drop-off. Romo, Russell Wilson, Eli Manning, I'd say are the next group of guys and then I think Carson Palmer falls into that 15 to 18 range. Would you agree?
2: Uh, Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, he's so, right there.
1: So if you miss out on maybe one of those first eight guys, you still have four or five quarterbacks to get before you get into danger territory. Danger territory to me is if you have Andy Dalton as your starting quarterback, That's a little bit of a problem. To me, he's more of a backup. I think the same thing with Carson Palmer. Now, Palmer certainly has some upside this year now that he's playing in Arizona in a pass-first offense under Bruce Arians. Has Larry Fitzgerald, one of the most uh, talented wide receivers in the league. So there's certainly some upside with Carson Palmer. I'm a little bit worried about his offensive line. I'm a little bit worried about the fact that the Cardinals don't really have many running back options other than the two rookies and Rashad Mendenhall. And Palmer's still a bit of a turnover machine. So those negative points that you get from the interceptions, that can cause his point total to kind of not really reflect how productive he was in the game. So if he has two or three touchdowns, but then he has two or three interceptions, they kind of negate each other.
2: Here's the deal with with Palmer is the other guys in that tier, they kind of are limited in their upside. Big Ben, I mean, Big Ben, he really doesn't put up great stats, Bill. I mean, honestly, he's, you know, he's solid. He's a great quarterback to have if you're an NFL fan of the Steelers. But you kind of know where his upside is. You kind of know, you know, where the ceiling is for Flacco and these other guys. Palmer is a little bit of a wild card uh, because it's a new situation, and he's got Larry Fitzgerald, you know, uh, to throw the ball to. So I think there's more upside there. And when it comes to, like, a backup quarterback, as long as I'm pretty set at my, with my QB1 bill, I like mm-hmm. grabbing the guy with a little bit more upside. Because you don't know. I mean, yes. He could throw for 30 touchdown passes. You never know. Right. I know Big Ben's not throwing for 30. I think he's, what, thrown for 26 one time in his career?
1: Yeah, so it.
2: You know what I mean? So, yeah, there's injury concerns with Carson Palmer. Yeah, there's O line stuff. But I don't know. I, I, it, when it comes to that range, that tier, I'm usually looking for somebody with some upside, and Palmer fits the bill.
1: Let's go over to some emails. Todd Radio at footballnation.com is how you can email us. We've we're getting emails before we even get on, got onto the show, and we have one from a seven year FF champ subscriber who says he was just one win away from the Super Bowl last year. He drafted last night, Wednesday night, and he had the eighth pick in a snake draft. Okay. The only addition that, or excuse me, um, we have one restriction of only making ten ads for the entire season, so they have a limit on how mm. many pickups okay. they can make so here's his team remember the eighth spot jamal charles matt forte maurice jones drew three quality running backs and he has a flex so he can use all three running backs in his starting lineup every week nice tight end he's got jimmy graham then he went randall cobb pierre garçon he got rg3 in the seventh round excellent value mm-hmm. and then it seems like tory smith is his third wide receiver to go along with cobb and garçon and then to back up MJD, Forte, and Charles, he has Giovanni Bernard, who we both love, and Shane Vereen. Oh, excellent job here by Scotty B. I love Charles' pick, and I love going three running backs in the first three rounds. So he had Charles, Forte, and MJD, and even though he took Jimmy Graham of head of te- uh, instead of taking a wide receiver one, his re- his re- wide receivers are pretty good still. Cobb, Garcon, Tory Smith, Golden Tate. Stevie uh, J. Stevie J. I think this is a I'll really tell what, solid man. squad. Now
2: it's a 10-teamer. Okay. Right. But it is PPR. So Charles, PPR guy. Forte, sure. PPR guy. Bernard, PPR guy. Greene, PPR guy. He cleaned house, man.
1: Yeah, I think so.
2: I mean, you know, the obvious weakness is uh well, not really an obvious weakness, but you know, maybe a second quarterback with Flacco but he's got RG3 as his one. I love what he did here. He really did. He did very, very well. I'm looking at all of his picks, and I can't tell you a pick. He even handcuffed uh, RG3 with Kirk Cousins. Smart move. You know, and this is in a league, Bill, like you said, where he only has 10 ad drops the whole season, so there is more emphasis on the draft. So if RG3 goes down, you know, Cousins is in there for him. I like what he did here, man. I'd give it an A, a solid A.
1: Do you think Randall Cobb is capable of – producing this year like a wide receiver one in a PPR league? You think about the Packers, Todd. We know that they have Aaron Rodgers, one of yeah. the best quarterbacks in the league. Greg PPR, Jennings yes. no longer in action.
2: Low end low end wide receiver one. Yes.
1: Low end wide receiver Cobb, one. In okay. PPR.
2: Yep.
1: I think Cobb's certainly capable of 90, 90 receptions this year, maybe 100 receptions. He had 80 last year, and that was when he was filling in when Greg Jennings was hurt. Yeah. I'm really excited about Cobb this year. If you can get him as your wide receiver, 2 I'm even more excited. But I think you'll be satisfied if he's your wide receiver, one, which is the case now with Scotty our, B.
2: Yes. Scotty B has a question, though, at the bottom here of this email, Bill, that I'm looking at. This is Big Chiefs, by the way. Okay. This is our man, Big Chiefs. He, he yeah. emails every show. He had a question. He did say, should he have taken Megatron in round two instead of Matt Forte? That's interesting.
1: Hmm. So Megatron so he was thinking wide receiver. He
2: Megatron dropped to the second round. Well, that's crazy. Full Eighth point pick PPR sneak lead? draft. So what? Twelfth pick. Right. He could have had Calvin Megatron, and he went Forte. That's an that's an interesting dilemma. He stuck to his guns and went with all the running backs. So on the surface, you look at his team and you're like, wow, that's pretty solid. So i I'm, I'm really happy with the way the team turned out. Uh, but what would you say? If you, In retrospect, would you have gone back and taken Megatron instead of Forte, or would you have done it the Four
1: same way Full point PPR did? league, I think Calvin Johnson's worth a sixth overall pick. So anywhere between six and ten in the first round is where I would be scooping him up. So if Calvin Johnson was there in the second, that's who I would have went with over Matt Forte, because I think Calvin Johnson can put up similar production, similar fantasy points to what you'll get out of the top six running backs this year. Right. Or the top five running backs this year.
2: So what – if you kind of, you know
1: – I would have taken Calvin there. over Forte. What's that? I would have taken Calvin over Forte.
2: Okay. I think I, I agree with you there. Uh, if if that happens, then MJD is still his RB2, and he's got Bernard and Vareen as his flex.
1: Right. And then all of a sudden Pierre Garçon or Torrey Smith become his flex option to go along with Vereen or Bernard. Right. He can throw in one of those wide receivers. Yeah.
2: You know – that's an interesting question. I think if Megatron's there in the second round, you've got to scoop him up.
1: And the fact that he has Jimmy Graham, I mean, he would have had the number one wide receiver and the number one running back. I'm, I probably would have went Calvin over Forte. You
2: mean number one wide receiver, number one tight end. Yeah, what right. did I say? Running back.
1: Yeah, yeah. You know what I meant. You know what I mean, man. Yes.
2: Hey, but you know what, Big Chiefs, we love the team. You, maybe you could have done a little better with Megatron. That would have been a really sexy move there. But uh, all in all, I think he's still got a great team.
1: is the phone number. We're going to stick with the emails, though. The next one is from Jason, and he said he's been doing several mock drafts, Todd, which is always a great way to prepare for your upcoming drafts. But he has a decision to make in the second and third rounds. He has the fourth pick, and he's taking a stud running back in the first round. Very smart with the fourth overall pick. Second pick comes around. He has a decision to make using our C3, the uh, champs custom customized champs cheat sheet over at ffchamps.com and following the ten commandments, which is also our our rules for winning your fantasy football league, he wants to know if he should take Jimmy Graham or MJD.
2: Non PPR twelve team non PPR in
1: a non PPR league twelve team to me is key to what yep. my answer is going to be.
2: Well, what is your answer?
1: You have to take the running back.
2: Totally agree. Non PPR too, man.
1: You know, in a PPR league, maybe it's a little different. Maybe you consider Des Bryant or one of those receivers, Julio Jones, Demarius Thomas. Maybe you consider Jimmy Graham. But in a 12-team league, it's crucial to stack up on your running backs early. So whoever you have at fourth overall, tag team them with MJD, Chris Johnson, Stephen Jackson, one of those capable, productive running backs that you know are going to carry the full workload for their team. That's who I would go after in the second round, not you know, the tight and he, end Jimmy Graham. I
2: agree, and he actually dives in a little deeper in the, the tail end of his email here, Bill, because he's he's mocked it out. He's done all the mock drafts over at FFChamps.com. The mock draft tool is awesome
3: mm-hmm.
2: at FFChamps, and he says here there's basically two ways this can go. He's going to probably wind up with Arian Foster or Doug Martin in the first round, but if he takes Jimmy Graham in the second, in the third, he says maybe a small chance Gore's available. But sometimes available right sometimes but more than likely it's Lamar Miller or David Wilson so you're looking at Lamar Miller or David Wilson as your RB2 right that's a big drop off from of MJD
1: and then i might even go with one of those running backs again i don't know if there's a flex position in his league does he say he doesn't say but i might go a running back again in the third round if Frank Gore is still available what do you think about that strategy Thank Frank Gore in the third round, even with MJD in the second.
2: Uh, Non-PPR.
1: Non-PPR. Running back, wide receivers are going to last. The wide receivers are deep this year.
2: We talked about it last show, Bill. There's a sweet spot for wide receivers, and it's really in round four or five. Right. So he'd be set. (laughs) He'd be set at running back. He'd be sad. He says that the receivers that'll be there. He mocked it out, and the receivers would, that would be there in the third round are Demaryius Thom- Thomas or Larry Fitz. Right. So, I personally, if if Gore's there, I'd be real tempted to take Gore. But if he's not, I'm probably taking Demaryius Thomas over Lamar Miller and David Wilson.
1: Um, I mean. think I think you're right there. I, yeah. I like I like Thomas more than Miller and Wilson. But if Gore's there, that's who I'm taking. Yeah. Yep. I agree. All right, sticking with the emails, radio at footballnation.com. We have a question from, who do we got here? Roland uh, Roland in Ontario, and he wants to remind everybody that that's in Canada because I'm geographically challenged. Um, big fan of the show. I've been listening to you guys for years. Also a member at ffchamps.com. Done a few mock drafts the past few weeks. His draft's Monday night, Todd. Uh, we won't know the draft order before 40 minutes until the draft starts. What do you think about that? What do you think about not knowing your draft position before you get to the draft?
2: Could you imagine the real NFL draft doing this?
1: It's uh, That's absurd. <laughs> you have to prepare. You have to get strategy. You have to yeah. do some mock drafts.
2: Yes. I think it's silly. Come on. it's what's, is that, There's no fun in that. You know, yeah, I've I done it before. I don't and it's understand it. It's not fun. I mean, it, you know. It, that's the whole point. The whole point of doing this is like to have a few weeks or months or whatever to prepare. I'm like, man, I have that six pick. Who's going to be there for me? Man, is Megatron going to be there? Do I take him? Do I take, you know, it's like, that's the fun of it. Right. Knowing your spot in some leagues where you can trade draft picks, Bill.
1: Yeah. Man, I did that last night. Hey,
2: that, I, the number two guy wants my number. He wants to trade down with me and I get an extra pick in the second round or whatever. That's all good stuff. And that is all lost when you do this, you know, shotgun start, so to speak. So I'm not a fan of it.
1: Alright, so Roland I don't even know if Roland knows how many people are in his league. Could it be a twelve or it could be a fourteen. Well let's hope they determine
2: that forty minutes before.
1: Yeah, jeez. Wouldn't of a that sudden, be funny if you just all like of a sudden, two extra guys sit show down up? at the table, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, he wants to know what strategy he should go with. If he has an early pick He's considering going running back, wide receiver, running back, wide receiver. So getting two of each in the first four rounds. And if he has a later pick, he's debating going running back, running back, wide receiver, wide receiver. Okay. So he he wants to get two running backs, two wide receivers in the first four rounds, but the order in which he takes those position changes based on where he's drafting.
2: Okay, and that that makes you know some sense, I guess, kind of.
1: In a 14-team league, I think it's better to get three running backs and one wide receiver than two and two in the first four rounds.
2: Uh, 14 teams, yeah, because you'll be able to find other wide receivers later. Uh, the T.O.Y. Hiltons, the guys we're high on that are, you know, being they're kind of rank in that 20 to 25 to 30 wide receiver range. You know, right. you'll, be, you'll be gathering those guys up with a stacked running back crew. I'd rather be doing that, like you said, right? You have your three running backs. You, you don't have to worry about it. The receivers, there's so many decent ones in that 20 to 30 range. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like the 20 to 30th ranked wide receivers. Right. There's, just, there's a lot of guys there that are I'm like, man, I wouldn't mind having him or him or him. And again, the sweet spot for those receivers is going to be in those 4th, 5th, 6th rounds. And uh, I'd rather collect those wide receivers there. So, yeah, I'm, I'm with you, man. Overall, 14-team league PPR. I'm going, trying to grab, grab three running backs out of the first four, probably.
1: We have a question from our guy, g from Newton. He is in uh, a 12-team standard league and a 10-team PPR league. So two totally different strategies here. And he wants to know... About his tight end. In his 12-team league, he drafted Jared Cook and Antonio Gates. But our guy, Zach Sudfeld, Chad, is undrafted. Should he f- go out and drop Gates or drop Jared Cook to go get Zach Sudfeld?
2: <sighs> uh, I don't know, Bill. 10-team league.
1: 10-teamer. Right? Well, this is his 12-teamer where he drafted Gates and Cook.
2: Oh, okay. Twelve yeah. teamer. That's a tough call, man. I'm not dropping Cook.
1: I'm not dropping Cook either. Gates. It really depends on what Rob Gronk. What happens with Rob Gronkowski over the next couple of days, doesn't it?
2: Yeah. Saturday at
1: midnight is right. the deadline to put players on the pup list. If Gronk is put on that pup list and he's not playing to week six, Sudfeld could be a top eight tight end for those six weeks. Yeah, he could. But if Gronk's in action, let's say by week three or week four, we don't know how much Sudfeld, we don't know how many looks he's really going to get. He's not like that mismatched tight end like Aaron Hernandez was. So they might still use two tight end sets, but Gronk's going to get the looks if he's on the field and if he's healthy.
2: Well, let's talk about Gates for a minute. Okay. Okay. This guy was one of the perennial top one, two, three fantasy tight ends for years and years and years. What are we expecting out of him this year? Because maybe that'll help answer this question. I mean, you know, first of all, he's always an injury concern, right? Yes, always. He's got, like, I think his ankles are, like, welded together at this point. (laughs) He's had so many foot and ankle injuries over the years. What are we expecting out of him? I mean, uh, 60 catches. I'm looking at our projections, and we've got him for 60 catches, 783, and five touchdowns.
1: And that's if he's healthy. You know, yeah. We always we always think that players are going to play a full 16-game season. We don't project injuries. So why don't we do
2: this to answer the question here? He, we're, we're both agreed that he's he's got a solid guy in Cook as his one, right? Mm-hmm. When you're going backups, it's like I talked about with the uh, the caller who was asking about Carson Palmer. When you got kind of a tier that are all relatively the same, why not go with the guy with the upside?
1: And Sudfeld definitely has the upside. We know yeah. what to expect from Antonio do you know what I at mean?
2: this point. Yeah. Because we're talking tight end two. We're not talking a guy he has to rely on. And, yeah, if Gronk comes back in week two and kind of ruins Sudfeld's value, not a big deal because I, there's probably other guys, out, other tight ends out there if he really wants another backup tight end. You know what
1: I mean? And so
2: I, I think I'm going to go – I think I will drop Gates for Sudfeld. Why not? Yeah,
1: I would you, too. I mean, Gates he, has been going down.
2: Yeah, yeah. And if he can wait until – if he thinks he can wait until we find out officially what's going on with Gronk on the pup list or not, awesome. But if – you know. If Gronk's not on that pup list, that's going to be pretty big news, and there might be a flock of his uh, opponents trying to go in there and grab Sudfeld, or not grab Sudfeld, you know, one way or the other. You know what I mean? But I would go upside with Sudfeld, all things being equal.
1: Uh, I agree, Todd. Gates has been declining over the last couple years, and even though he played in 15 games last season, compared to the 13 and the 10 games he played in 2011 and 2010, his production has just gone way down.
2: But there's just so many guys that will probably produce around the same you know, you got like Brandon Myers even, like a, the Giants tight end, yep. Pettigrew, Fred Davis, sure. you know, Eifert. There's there's like six or seven guys that will probably produce in a similar level to Gates. Um, do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So if he if he drops Gates for Sudfeld and somebody goes out and grabs Gates, you know, from under him or whatever when he's available, I wouldn't be too worried about it. Go with the guy with the upside, Sudfeld's got the upside. So there, see you, Bill, we talked it through.
1: There we go. Drops drop Gates, go for Sudfeld. Yes. All right, we have plenty more coming up on Football Nation. We're really just getting started here. I want to remind everyone that the phone lines wide open right now. 855-478-7030 is the phone number. Again, if you have a draft day question, last-minute strategy, you're on the fence about a player, now is the time to call. The phone lines are wide open, 855-478-7030. And you can also email us. Radio at footballnation.com. Your fantasy football questions, strategy, and advice. That's all coming up next here on Football Nation.
0: Every football fan has a voice at footballnation.com.
1: Footballnation.com is all football all the time. It's a one-stop shop for diehard football fans to get their football fix. NFL, college football, fantasy football, news, analysis, videos, articles, and podcasts. You'll find it all on footballnation.com. It's a great place to interact with thousands of hardcore, passionate NFL, college, and fantasy football fans. Want to get in the game? The Football Nation community gives hardcore fans the power to share their opinions, views, passions, photos, gripes, stats, or analysis. FN has the biggest network of user contributors Dedicated solely to covering football. Join our team today and instantly launch your own team, player, or fantasy football column or blog. Build your own personal brand and following with your Football Nation portfolio of content. If you love football, you belong on FootballNation.com. Simply sign up for free at FootballNation.com and become a citizen of Football Nation today.
2: You know who wasn't surprised when the likes of Colin Kaepernick, Alfred Morris, Doug Martin, and RG3 took the NFL by storm last fall? The guys at collegefootballgeek.com. That's who. collegefootballgeek.com has been the nation's premier college fantasy football strategy and advice site since 2008. We're in the business of identifying fantasy gold at the college level. At collegefootballgeek.com, you can run mock drafts against the mighty CFG computer, customize your own fantasy cheat sheets, tap into our experts for advice, and keep up with the latest player news for all 124 schools. And the best part, it's free to subscribe. So whether you want to dominate your college fantasy football league or if you simply want to get an edge on your NFL fantasy leagues by identifying tomorrow's fantasy stars today, check out (laughs) collegefootballgeek.com.
1: Hey, this is Bill Enright from the Fantasy Football Champs. I want to take a quick minute to introduce you to our new daily fantasy football partners at DraftKings.com. DraftKings.com is a new way to play fantasy football. No more losing your best player and watching your season go down the drain. At DraftKings.com, you draft a new team every week and win huge cash prizes. Here's a true story. Last year, one guy won hundred grand in his very first football contest. $100,000 the first time he played. Sign up now with promo code CHAMPS and get a free contest entry once you deposit. Again, that's DraftKings.com, promo code CHAMPS. Good luck.
0: Todd DeVries and Bill Enright bring you the latest trends from the NFL on Football Nation. All right, welcome back to Football Nation. Bill and Todd hanging
1: out with you. We didn't get a chance to say hello to our producer, Josh, in the first segment. We were so busy with emails and calls. What's going on, Josh?
2: Not too much, guys. Uh, Happy to be here.
1: You're always happy to be here. That's why we love working with you. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Mr. Smiley Face over there. Hey,
2: when is your fantasy draft coming up?
0: Tonight, 8 p.m.
2: Whoa. Yeah. Make sure, make sure that the uh, power company keeps the electricity on at your draft. Oh, Josh. Don't start, please. Uh, I'm going out to the bar for it, so hopefully uh, get an internet connection
0: there. And oh, we'll power
2: the bar. Yeah. Well, you know what? You definitely need to have your uh, draft tracker set up, the FF draft tracker, because whether you have iPad, internet connection iPad, or not,
1: laptop, iPad, yes. laptop, whatever you need. Yes,
2: need I'll definitely have it. So you're doing it at a bar, huh? Yeah. Have you done it in a bar before?
1: Yes, a few times. So this is a yearly thing for us. Bill, you've had these in a bar? Uh, yeah, I have. I have some of my drafts in bars in various locations.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: various locations. I can't get into some of the other locations. Ah, uh, bada bing! Uh, put, the bada bing, yeah, which is also called satin dolls if you're really from New Jersey. <laughs> <laughs> Little <laughs> distraction there. Uh, no, the girls are very friendly, and they <laughs> tend to, to leave us alone if we want to be left alone, or if we want drinks, they bring us drinks. There you go. <laughs> Moving <laughs> well, on. My, last night, my draft was not at Satin Dolls or Bada Bing. It Where was, was at it? My it was at my friend's house. Okay. Very interesting story. Listen, I, I'm going to tell this quick story. I've never had it happen to me before. It's kind of like... This crazy one of those things that we'll remember forever, and then we'll get back to everyone's calls, 855-478-7030. Todd, we're in the first round. Okay. It's the after the sixth pick. It went Adrian Peterson, Aaron Foster, Doug Martin, Jamal Charles, Trent Richardson, Calvin Johnson, first six picks. As the seventh pick was about to make his uh, selection, the power goes out. Like, com- like completely out. So, for those of us that had laptops, like you can see the screen still lit up, but there was no internet. There were no lights on. the f- The air conditioning went off, and we had uh, 14 guys jam packed in the room. So it, everyone started to get a little hot real quick. And we're looking outside, and it's not just the one house. Like at first, 14 guys are in the room, and we think we all have laptops. We're all plugged in. The air conditioner's going. We think we just, you know, had the a circuit breaker. We had to go flip the switch. Right. Because there were so many electronics in use. But it was the whole street. It was the whole block, whole neighborhood was out of power. So some of us were freaking out, but not me. Because, one, I'm an expert at this, and I could do a fantasy draft with my eyes closed, but that's not the point. One, the <laughs> FF Champs draft tracker, you don't need internet to be connected. Um, it stays open. It stays. Uh, connected through our cheat sheet and everything, even without internet. So as long as the window, my pop-up stayed open, I was going to be fine, and my laptop battery was fully charged. So I wasn't nervous at all. I was ready to do the draft without the lights on. Uh, luckily, within a few minutes, maybe 10 or 20 minutes, the power came back on. But it felt like Super Bowl 47 with the Niners and the Ravens, and all of a sudden, no uh, no uh, explained reason, the power just goes out. It was crazy. Oh,
2: that's It classic. was crazy.
1: That's that's pretty yeah. classic, man. How how long was it out for again? About 10 or 20 minutes. Mm. So, you know, some guys ran to the fridge, got a couple of beers. They went outside, smoked a cigar real quick, or half a cigar, and then uh, we, we got back started. But you could hear for the guys that were in the house when the power came back on, you know, you hear this loud roar when the power turns back on. It was just an interesting story that, you know, you, you prepare for – you don't prepare for something like that.
2: Yeah, you do. You have your well, draft tracker open. Right. Right. Yeah, which <laughs> it's, hard, I had no it's hard to see. It's hard to uh, look at a cheat sheet, a printed out cheat sheet, when there's on a piece no of paper lights. in the dark. Yeah. Yeah. All
1: right. Let's get back to the phone lines, back to the emails. We have Steve in New Jersey who's been patiently waiting to talk to us. By the way, 855 478 7030 is the phone number. Steve in New Jersey. What's going on, man? Hey, how you guys doing today? Doing great. What do you got for us? Uh, just wanted to say, uh, love the draft tracker and. Satin Dolls is indeed a great place. <laughs> See, <from there. laughs> See, if you're from if you're a Sopranos fan, you know that the Bada Bing was the strip club in the Sopranos. But if you're from North Jersey or if you're from New Jersey and New York City area, you know that the Bada Bing was really satin dolls. That's where they filmed and so growing up right around the corner from there, you know, we're frequent exactly. visitors. But no Steve, I'm here. glad you've had Just the same experience it. that I've had. Exactly, Bill, exactly. We know the good stuff in North Jersey. Yeah, you got it. So uh, what are we yeah. helping you with today? All right, well, uh, I got the sixth overall pick in a 10-team redraft PPR league. Uh, right now I'm looking at Ray Rice in the first round, and I'm kind of uh, undecided on what to do in the second round, the wraparound, looking at either, if he's there, Des Bryant for my wide receiver, possibly Jimmy Graham at tight end, or another running back, Ridley or McGahee, since I think there's a lot of – depth and wide receivers this year kind of want to solidify that position what not you think? mcgahee mcgahee with that oh no i'm sorry not mcgahee that's not what i meant to say at <laughs> all yeah who are you thinking about Dez Bryant, Stephen ridley Dez Bryant, Stephen ridley not mcgahee who was the other running back bill can uh,
4: you repeat that one more time i'm having a hard time hearing you
1: uh you said mcgahee who was the running back you really meant
2: Yeah, we're losing connection with him, we're Losing the connection with Well, here's uh, the deal. Steven was it a 12-teamer,
1: You said, PPR? It was a, I think he said 10-team, PPR league. Okay,
2: and he had the sixth pick. He's, I'm he's assuming pretty...
1: he meant MJD, not McGahee.
2: Yeah, I think you're right. Because yeah. uh, think about it. He, he's targeting Ray Rice with his first-round pick, so he wants to know what to do in the second round. It's the, it's the age-old question, Bill. You, know, you grab one of the fine nine in the first round. What are you doing in the second round in the PPR, right? Right. What are you doing? Dez Bryant staring at you in the face, PPR. Guys like MJD are staring at you in the face. Um, you know, what's your recommendation? Because we've talked about it with some of the other callers. It's it's kind of hard not to go RBRB if someone like Maurice Jones-Drew's sitting there. For
1: you. I, I'm 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 with that mindset, Todd. I really think that there's some wide receivers that you can grab late, like Larry Fitz in a PPR league, Dwayne Bowe, Danny Amendola, Randall Cobb. I think those guys in a full point PPR league. They're more than capable of being your wide receiver one, and especially if you only start two wide receivers. It's much better to get up, load up, and grab those running backs early and often because I'm telling you, there is a huge drop-off. If you get into the fourth round and all of a sudden you're considering Ryan Matthews or Ahmad Bradshaw as your running back two, you're in trouble.
2: Totally agree. I mean, where do you this is kind of a sidebar question because he did mention Jimmy Graham as a possibility.
1: That's what is, an interesting pick.
2: Yeah, it is. I mean, full point PPR. It's a ten teamer though, not a twelve. Right. Where would you feel comfortable taking Jimmy Graham?
1: Oh man, you know, it's not like you, in uh the past few years where you can expect Antonio Gates and Rob Gronkowski and Tony Gonzalez and Uh, you know, Vernon Davis, all to have double-digit touchdowns. I don't think it's like that anymore. No. I think Gates has fallen off. He was a a former top-five guy. I think someone like uh, Jermichael Finley is one of those busts every year. Owen Daniels fell off in a big way. Martellus Bennett fell off in a big way. So, to me, tight ends are few and far between. When you're talking about a guy like Jimmy Graham, if you have two running backs on your squad already – I would take Jimmy Graham over some wide receivers.
2: So you're you're basically saying you need you probably need to have like the first, second, or third overall pick in your draft, right? And
1: then you take two running, yeah,
2: yeah. Go RB in the first, RB late second, and then on the wraparound, if Jimmy's still there, seriously consider grabbing him in the PPR.
1: I I, I do think so, Todd, because I think he's going to put up stats that are on par with Julio Jones, Des Bryant, Brandon Marshall, AJ Green. What if I Maybe told you? Maybe not AJ Green.
2: What if I told you that in the if you if you take Graham in the second round, okay, let's so say you have a like he has a sixth overall pick, the yeah. caller, and he takes uh, I think he was taking Ray Rice in the second round. It goes Graham. What if I told you that you were guaranteed Stephen Ridley would be there in the third round for you? Would you go Graham in the second and Ridley? In the guaranteed,
1: third? like we're in yeah. some kind of vacuum where we yep. know. Yeah, I would take Graham in the second round. Okay, if I know that I can get Stephen Ridley in the third round, I would absolutely take Graham in the second. How about Stephen Jackson? um yeah I would take Stephen Jackson too guaranteed Stephen Jackson in the third round I'd be where all do you draw the Green line in is it round.
2: is it Reggie Bush how about Reggie Bush
1: yeah I think
2: our PPR now
1: yeah I think that I'm going with uh, a running back in the second round if if I know that Reggie Bush would be there waiting for me um in the third I would take the running back in the second over Jimmy Graham okay and not take Reggie Bush so I'm drawing the line at Reggie Bush
2: because that's the one X factor is, Bill is he, if it's a 10-teamer, you, you never know. A guy like Ridley or Steven Jackson, there's plenty of guys in the leagues I'm in that are kind of down on Jackson.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I hear he you. He could
2: be there for you. It's it's just, you know, um but it's a roll of dice. It really is.
1: 855-478-7030 is the phone number. Let's get back to the emails where you can reach us. At radio at footballnation.com. We have a longtime FF Champ subscriber. Ten years our guy Ali has been with us. Nice. Or Ali. I'm sorry. I call him Ali. Ali has been with us for ten years. His draft position is number six, so just same as the previous caller. Twelve-team full-point PPR league. Okay. And assuming the first five picks go as Adrian Peterson, Doug Martin, Jamal Charles, Aaron Foster, and Calvin Johnson. With those guys off the board, which is pretty much the consensus top five in almost every league, I've seen in a PPR, who does he go with at six? He's narrowed down his choices. Trent Richardson, C.J. Spiller, Mm LaShawn McCoy, Marshawn Lynch, and he's leaning toward LaShawn McCoy.
2: Because it's PPR.
1: Because it's a PPR.
2: Here's the deal with McCoy. I think he has top five upside this year. There's the great unknown, the Chip Kelly great unknown, right? For those of us that watched Chip Kelly in college at Oregon, what does he do? He runs, he runs, he runs, he runs the ball a lot. He gets in 20 more plays than the opponent. Uh, There's a lot of upside with LaShawn McCoy. The downside with McCoy is it is Chip Kelly's first go-around in the NFL. Who knows if his scheme's going to really work, right? Right. Uh, The quarterback situation in Philly can be dicey once Vic goes down, especially, which he will go down at some point. Mm Mm-hmm. So there's he's more of a boom bust, but I'll say that the boom for him is greater than the other guys on his list. If you want to go safer, you know Trent Spiller definitely can't really go wrong with those two. I don't think. I think that McCoy's kind of the the boomer bust of that group. Agree? I think
1: no? that Trent Richardson has a little bit of higher floor than McCoy, but yeah. lower ceiling? Yeah. All right, so it depends. If Ali wants to go with a safe pick, I would go with Trent Richardson. If he yep. really wants to reach for the stars and really go big-time impact, then go with LaShawn McCoy. I don't think you can go wrong with either. But I do think Richardson is a little bit safer, only for the fact that exactly I love the Browns offensive line. I love the fact that North Turner's there. And I think he's going to, you know, he produced really well as a rookie despite having broken ribs. I think he's just going to be a little bit more stable, whereas McCoy, you said it, Todd, he's going to be a big-time reward if he hits.
2: Yeah, I mean, I I really, you know, there's a chance that McCoy is right up there with that that top tier that we've been talking about at Nausea the past month. Sure. At the end of the year, this time next year, Sean McCoy, you could be talking about him as the number three overall running back. It's possible. Right. You know, um, it's also possible that it falls apart for the Eagles and Leshawn McCoy is, you know, the, the 12th or 13th or 14th best running back <laughs> Right. with Trent. I think we all agree that he's very, very safe to be a top eight guy, you know, potentially higher, of course. So that's, that's how I would look at it. Are you a risk taker or do you want to kind of play it safe and not screw up that first round pick? That's uh, that's the decision
1: you have to make. Sticking with the emails. Let's go to Chris's email. He's. Says he's a longtime subscriber to FF Champs, which we love. He's in a non-PPR draft coming up in the 12-team league. And he has a keeper. Starts two wide receivers, two running backs, one flex at either position. He's picking fourth, and he's keeping Alfred Morris for an 11th-round pick. That's great value, huh? Of course. Alfred Morris, a top-10 yep. running back in the 11th round. He can keep A.J. Green for a third round, and he can keep Doug Martin for a second round. Here's his question. With the first-round pick, do I go best available running back, likely Maurice Jones, Drew, or Chris Johnson, or does he go with Drew Brees or Aaron Rodgers?
2: Keeping Alfred Morris. So he's got
1: Alfred Morris. Mm -hmm. He's keeping. Oh, I'm sorry. He's keeping A.J. Green. He's keeping Alfred Morris, and he's keeping Doug Martin. Yeah, so he's
2: got two stud running backs and A.J. Green already in his stable. Right, so he's going to have a first-round pick, fourth overall. Yeah, and then he's not going to pick again until the fourth round. Right, and there'll probably be a lot of other people keeping guys. So you know, um,
1: so Maurice Jones-Drew, Chris Johnson, mm. or does he go with Breeze or Rodgers? And the the key point here is there must be a lot of other quarterbacks being kept. Yeah, because he says the best available quarterback that would be left for him left. Everyone 12-10. else is keeping quarterbacks. Yeah. Is Eli Manning.
2: All all quarterback all touchdowns are worth six points, passing touchdowns as well.
1: I think uh, he's got to go quarterback. Here. I'm
2: just saying, I'm, how is Breeze and Rodgers available? I guess maybe they
1: lost their keeper status.
2: Dude, he's set it running back. Yeah, it would be even better to have MJD as your third running back, right? But he only starts two – well, he does start a flex, okay. 12-team league, he's got a chance to have the number one or two quarterback – to go along with his his excellent keepers, yeah. I think you you break free from our commandment because of this special circumstance, and you take Breesa Rogers. And well, he already are, has
1: two great running backs. Yeah,
2: and he has a great receiver. Right. And like he said it best, the, his his option would be if he waited until the fourth round, if he Eli passed on it QB be Eli Manning. Right, dude. Uh, This is one special scenario where I'm taking the QB, either one of those two guys, whoever's there for you, grab them.
1: Especially, he has Doug, like, that would be great if you just pick those guys in the first three rounds, Doug Martin, A.J. Green, and uh, Alfred Morris.
2: Yeah, he basically has two first round picks
1: right, with
2: Martin and, and whoever else he wants, and He's sitting in a position of power here. I would put your foot down on the rest of the league and grab that quarterback. Again, the passing TDs are six points, Bill. So the quarterbacks have a little more value than normal, too. I think I think you go QB, baby.
1: All right, sticking with the emails, radio at footballnation.com. Phone number is 855-478-7030. We got an email from Terry. Terry had the first draft last night and tried to employ FF Champ strategies as best I could. Loved using the draft tracker. Thank you, Terry. We appreciate that. Two questions. How do they do? And who would you drop or change? Many thanks, Terry in D.C. Uh, All right. So he is in a 10 team league. It's a non PPR. He's got Andrew Luck, Doug Martin, MJD, Julio Jones and Fitz, Jared Cook at tight end, Reggie Bush at the flex, and he's got Ravens and Sebastian Janikowski. Pretty solid bench, Todd. Love these receivers. Dwayne Bowe, T.Y. Hilton, and Ken Burrell-Tompkins. Plus he has Shane Vereen, Ronnie Hillman, and Jonathan Dwyer as his backup running back. So let's go back to his starting lineup in this 10-team non-PPR league. Andrew Luck is the quarterback. We know that when we see Luck on a squad that he waited on a quarterback and really stacked up on some wide receivers and running backs. So let's analyze who he has at those positions. Doug Martin and MJD, what's your grade for those two rushers? Todd there did we lose Todd Josh we may have lost Todd we may have lost Todd that's all right we're gonna go along without Todd for a little bit I th- I'm sure he'll jump right back in at any moment so Andrew Luck at the quarterback that tells me one thing it tells me that our guy Terry waited on court qu- waited on quarterback so he stacked up hopefully on running backs and wide receivers and I love the combo of Doug Martin and MJD to go along with Reggie Bush and the flex Even though it's not a PPR league, Reggie Bush, very quality flex option. And you can swap him out for Shane Vereen, and we'll see what Ronnie Hillman is able to do if Monte Ball uh, tends to get injured or proves that he can't pick up in blitz packages. The wide receivers, Julio Jones and Larry Fitz. You only start two of them, and then you have some two major wide receivers there. Two major wide receivers in Larry Fitz and Julio Jones Love both of those options. And then you have a guy like Dwayne Bow and T.Y. Hillen, Ken Brill Tompkins to put in when Fitz and Julio Jones are on a bye. I would, I would love to have options like that at wide receiver. Jared Cook, love him as a tight end. Let me see. Uh, Terry, you have a backup tight end? You have a backup tight end. But Jared Cook, one of our sleepers here on ffchamps.com. And I'm going to remind everyone the phone number, 855-478-7030, radio at footballnation.com is our email address. Todd, do we have you back?
2: I am back. You know, it's funny in in the land of radio, Bill, Yeah. for our audience, we're in different locations, all connected via the magic of technology. Uh, I heard you drop. You probably heard me drop, right? So I just Uh, kept on going. I did this incredible (laughs) breakdown of Terry's uh, lineup. Yeah. And I just, you know, I was just on a roll. And then I was like, ah, oh, Bill must just be so amazed by my knowledge that he has nothing to
1: say. I think I did the same thing that you did, but <laughs> I don't know which one of us was <laughs> streaming over. Josh, who was the one streaming? Bill, you were streaming. Todd was Oh, so the, my, I oh. win. I win. I win. I win. Oh,
2: man. Well, that's radio for you. What are you going to do? You just got to roll with it. Well, anyway.
1: And, well, what I was saying was that yeah. he, he waited on a quarterback. He got Andrew Luck. Doug Martin and MJD can't ask for a better one-two combo to go along with Reggie Bush. Even though it's a non-PPR league, yep. Reggie Bush in the flex is great. If Bush doesn't pan out for whatever reason, he's got Hillman, he's got Shane Vereen. Love both of those guys. Wide receivers, I love his wide receivers, Todd. Julio Jones and Larry Fitz, to me, two guys in the top ten, and then you sub them out when they're on a bye. Dwayne Bowe T.Y. Hilton waiting in the wings. And by the way, Bowe and Hilton, they could go in the flex as well.
2: And he took a flyer in one of the last rounds with Kimbrell Tompkins. Nothing wrong with that.
1: That's another great move.
2: You know, in the as a, as a wide receiver five, that's where you take uh, – you know, as I was saying uh, when no one was listening to me, yeah. this is the kind of <laughs> roster that I seem to have after I draft, you know? Right. I got some stud running backs, a couple good receivers, a nice sleeper tight end, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm finding myself waiting on tight end. The tight ends are going off too high for me this year. And I have that Andrew Luck, uh, Romo-type quarterback, you know, in the 7th, the 8th, ninth best quarterback on the board. And the guys like Vereen, Vereen, Hilton, these are guys that seem to find their way onto my lineup. Uh, they, they just seem to be there in the good value spot, and especially in his format, dude. I, I really like what he did here.
1: We have another uh, Please Rate My Team. This one comes from Twitter, Todd, and people can hit us up on Twitter, at FFChamps. They can follow your great college and fantasy football, NFL fantasy football advice at CF Geek, and I'm at Bill Enright. This one again comes from at FF Champs. Chad T wants to know if we can rate his team. He's curious how we think uh how we think his roster looks. So he has Doug Martin, Darren Sproles, Reggie Bush. Those are his three running backs. Okay. He's got Victor Cruz, Wes Welker, and Chris Givens as his wide receivers. Mm-hmm. Oh, excuse me. He also has Shane Vereen and Giovanni Bernard. All right, let me run through this again. Andrew at quarterback. Running back, Doug Martin, Darren Sproles, Reggie Bush, Giovanni Bernard, and Shane Vereen at wide receiver. He's a little light. Victor Cruz, Wes Welker, and Chris Givens, but he's got a lot of talent at running.
2: PPR? Back.
1: Does not tell us. Does not say. Because
2: look at those running backs, dude. If this is PPR. Oh, got- excuse me. He does. It's a PPR league.
1: Full point PPR league.
2: He has Doug Martin, who's great in every format. But then he's got Sproles, Bush, Vereen, and Geo, who are basically four of our favorite PPR running backs. And he
1: has them all. Todd, he's got two flex options, too. I know. That's great. Uh, No, I'm saying he has two flex options in the starting lineup. Oh,
2: oh. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, he cleaned up in this draft. Who are these morons he drafted against? I don't know. I mean, those are guys like you'd be happy to get two of those four running backs in this type of option, in this type of format. You know what I mean? I, I don't mind his receivers. He's light, he's not as deep as a running back, of course, but Cruz and Walker, they should catch plenty of balls. Givens is a nice sleeper, up-and-comer, right? Uh,
1: Like Givens. Like Givens a yeah.
2: lot. Uh, I don't I think this is a great lineup.
1: No, good job. All right, so that question came from Chad T., on Twitter. We have a couple more Twitter uh, questions coming in. Todd, what do you think uh, Ed A or Eddie wants to know is Owen Daniels or Jared cook better 2013 prediction here for Joe Owen Daniels or Jared cook? I personally like Jared cook a lot.
2: Yeah, I like cook a lot. Um, I think again, it kind of comes down to the, the, the tried and true guy who, you know, his ceiling. And I'm talking about Owen Daniels or the guy that has Potential major upside, right? Mm-hmm. And that's Cook. So I'm going Cook any day of the week. There's just so many guys, Bill, they are going to produce at the same level as Owen Daniels. We talked about it a few minutes ago with. Yeah, huge, I think he's, Right. There's a huge group of tight ends. They're all kind of the same, like between like rank 12 and 20, right. you know, in tight end rankings. But guy like Cook, you know, he's got upside. It's, you know, a guy like Sudfeld, if you're talking about a tight end too, upside. Take the upside tight end. If it doesn't pan out, cut him loose and grab one of these other million tight ends out there that are all going to produce about
1: the same. You know what I mean? I I totally agree with you. Go for the upside here. Yep. Uh, Another question coming in from Twitter. Hit us up at FFChamps. We have Eric McKenna. At Eric McKenna wants to know, he has uh, DeMarco Murray, Todd, as his keeper. What? Does he still need a running back one or running back two? DeMarco Murray's his keeper? DeMarco Murray's his keeper. That's the have, best he can keep. Well, well, I only have 140 characters to deal with here on Twitter. <laughs> At Eric McKenna, I'll read All you right. his exact tweet. Okay. I have, read it D Murray, I have D. Murray as a keeper. I still need a RB1 and RB2, don't I? Yes. And the, yes. He, he, I mean, we're answering the question here. I think it's a very emphatic yes. You need a running back one and a running back two. To me, De, DeMarco Murray, very unstable with his injury uh, history. Todd, it goes back to his days in college.
2: Yeah, he he's he was a maddening uh, college fantasy football player, Bill. Every week he had some sort of little nagging injury. You weren't sure if he was going to play or if he was going to you know play limited action, and he wound up producing at co- in college. But there were plenty of games he missed or he wasn't 100 percent for, and that kind of has carried over into the pro game, unfortunately. So uh, I mean, Demarco Murray's an RB three, you know, in my book. So yeah, you need a one and a two, bud.
1: But yeah, go with uh, you know DeMarco Martin, not a bad flex option, not good enough to be your running back two, and definitely not good enough to be your running back one. Again, phone number, 855-478-7030. We're going to hop over to Chris in Chicago, has the second pick overall in a 12-team PPR league. What's up, Chris? How can we help you today? Yeah, question
3: for you guys. Thanks for having me on. Um, right now, 12-team PPR, half point. Uh, we have quarterbacks, two wide receivers, our one flex, and two running backs. I kept Jamal Charles and Trent Richardson, and I have the fifth overall pick, or, excuse me, the second, the fifth, and the fifteenth overall pick. But then I don't pick again until the seventh round. All right, hold um,
2: on here. Hold on here, Chris. Chris, lots so. to go over. Yeah, let me let's hold on a second. Let, I'm writing notes frantically writing notes here. So, Granted. if I'm understanding this correctly, it's a 12 team keeper league. Second overall pick. You already have as keepers Jamal Charles and Trent Richardson?
3: Correct.
2: Okay. Chris, next do question. me a
1: favor. Speak up a little bit more into the phone. I I'm, I'm old in age, I'm bald and I have hard of hearing. So, just speak up for me just a little. Sorry about that? Is that better? Oh, so go. much better. There you go.
2: So Bill He has Trent. He has Jamal. Now, the second part of my question here, to make sure I've got this, you have the second overall pick, the fifth overall pick? Correct. And And then the 15th overall pick. 15th. My
3: God. Our league, uh, yeah, they wanted to trade a lot of draft picks, and I traded, I think, Roddy White for a first-round pick last year, and my two keepers were second- and third-round picks. So I still have my original first-round pick. for All right, so
2: let's do this, Chris. Um, Who are the – top five or six players available for you to snack because you're going to get two of the top five guys out there.
0: Right. Yes,
3: not they have uh, Steven Jackson, uh, Dez Bryant, A.J. Green, Jimmy Graham, I think Ridley,
2: and Chris Johnson were up there. Do you have any concerns about quarterbacks? Uh, you know, how many quarterbacks are being kept, and what are your quarterback options? Five are kept. Um, I believe it's, let's see,
3: obviously um, – Drew Brees, Aaron Rodgers, uh, Peyton Manning will be in the draft. They also have Russell Wilson with Tess. Who else is left? My my main question was, I'm thinking of going Dez Bryant with the second pick overall. And I wanted to see, I'm going to try to wait on a quarterback get lost or Stafford or Romo in the seventh round area. Um, Who do you think I should take with that fifth pick
1: overall? I'm thinking Steven Ridley. Steven Ridley or A.J. Green. Can you imagine having a team of of Trent Richardson, Doug Martin, A.J. Green, and Des Bryant?
2: That's pretty, yeah. That's a pretty good start. Jamal
1: Charles. You have Jamal Charles, not Doug Martin, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Jamal Charles, Trent Richardson, A.J. Green, and Des Bryant. I mean, the only... uh, To me, it's between... I'm forgetting Jimmy Graham for the moment here. Because when Green, Bryant, and Ridley are on the docket, I, I might take... One of those two receivers, man. Uh, <laughs> I think A.J. Green and Des Bryant are going to finish the closest thing to Calvin Johnson as you can possibly get this year. Green and, and Bryant are going to get there.
2: Are you, so you start two wide receivers and then possibly a flex wide receiver?
1: I think we lost Chris in Chicago. Okay.
2: Well, first of all, it sounds like okay. he's got Jamal, he's got Trent. He sounds like he's going to take Des at the number two spot. I have no problem with that. No problem um, with that either. So the question becomes the 5th overall pick he's going to be staring uh at AJ Green and Ridley. I think said Steven,
1: I think he said Stephen Jackson too. And Stephen
2: Jackson. I'm not taking Stephen Jackson there but um AJ Green, Graham or Ridley. So Bill, he could this is PPR. He could wind he could start out with Graham, Dez and those two running backs? Yeah. Uh, that's tough. That's a tough question. Yeah. I mean, I think, think about it. I mean, we we've been praising the sweet spot of of wide receivers. I mean, if he already has Des, he, I might, I would seriously consider taking Jimmy Graham. Lock down Jimmy Graham in a full point PPR plus Des Bryant plus the two stud running backs. You, you take another running back at the fifteenth overall pick, if one, you know, decent one's there, and then you take the sweet spot wide receivers. You grab your quarterback whenever you, he's, you know, whenever at the time is gonna, right.
1: He's not I don't know if he gets that sweet spot at wide receivers, Todd, because he doesn't pick until after the seventh round. He said.
2: Oh, so after the 15th overall pick, he doesn't pick for a long time?
1: it doesn't pick for a long time. Mm, that's yeah. why I don't know if I can pass up on Dez and Green. I think that combo might be the best. You know, The only the only thing better it can be is Calvin and Dez. So to have Dez and A.J. Green, I mean, that's two and three in my mind overall at wide receiver.
2: Yeah, we could have number one tight end, full PPR and a
1: 12-teamer. Yeah, but then who's his number two wide receiver in the seventh or eighth round? Mm.
2: That's a good question. Where I,
1: whereas I think a tight end like a Jared Cook or Jordan Cameron yeah. can still be there. But for a wide receiver, he might be looking at Mike Williams from Tampa or Emmanuel Sanders as his number two tight end. I guess end. what
2: I was trying to get at when we got cut off is um, you know whether or not they started three receivers in a flex or two receivers in a flex. Right. That was kind of where I was going with that because if it's two receivers – if it's two running backs, two receivers, and one flex, I'm I'm seriously considering Graham. Going Graham. And if it's but if it's three receivers in a flex, then I hear you with AJ Green. Then you get two out of the three. You know, if I if you only have to start two wide receivers and you got Des, I can I can find I can cobble together, you know, three uh, decent RB th- or wide receiver threes and make one of them a two. You know what I mean? Right. Right. But, yeah. Uh, but hey, the bottom line is. For everyone out there, this guy was smart in trading draft picks, setting himself up for a great year. He, he's going to be in good shape no matter what he does here.
1: We have an email coming in from Scotty B, who is a seven-year FF Champs member. He's the defending champ. Love hearing from the defending champs, and he had his draft on Tuesday night. He's in a 10-team league, two-player keepers, standard scoring. He has Matt Forte, Stephen Ridley, Giovanni Bernard, Larry Fitz, Pierre Garçon, Shane Vereen, Alex Smith, Rob Gronkowski, T.Y. Hilton, and then a bunch of bench players highlighting maybe Mark Ingram. Mm. So 10-teamer, two-player keeper. Oh, he kept – I'm sorry. He he kept RG3 and Matt Ryan, and it's two quarterbacks. RG3 and Matt Ryan already on the roster. Mm. Ridley, Forte, Bernard, and Shane Vereen are his running backs. Fitz, Garcon, uh, and Hilton are his wide receivers. Vincent Brown. Right. Gronk at tight end.
2: I like what he did here, man.
1: When you already have the two quarterback keepers, you have to figure that everyone else is is trying to get the keepers on their team. So, uh, yeah, I like what he did here as well.
2: I mean, I'm in a two-quarterback league. It's not a keeper league, but it changes everything around. It flips everything on its side when it comes to these drafts. So, uh he already has that taken care of, obviously, with those two guys. He's got two of the top eight quarterbacks, you know. and uh, But look what he did, man. I mean, Forte, Ridley, Geo, Vereen. Again, a lot of our readers, Bill, and a lot of our audience, they seem to be grabbing Bernard and Vereen, which I like, you know. And they're grabbing them, it seems like, in the right spots, too. Especially over... in
1: that PPR league.
2: Yeah, exactly. That, you know, they're grabbing them. They're, they're listening, Bill. They're listening to us because those are guys you're going to want to have as your RB3s and RB4s. you can be really happy with those players, as long as you're not relying on them as, a obviously, like an RB1 or 2. But um, T.Y. Hilton's another one, Bill. A lot of these emailers, a lot of these callers, they all have T.Y. Hilton on their team. I love that. T.Y. Hilton's a guy that I think is in for a big year. I really we do. We love him. We uh, love him. Yeah. I think he's going to score a lot of touchdowns. I don't know if he's going to catch a million balls. I don't think that's what his role is. But he's going to be a deep threat. He's going to have a huge yard, yards per catch average. And Reggie Wayne's going to catch all the stuff underneath. But he's going to be the guy over the top. Love T.Y. Hilton and his value. And, again, this is a keeper league. and He's still got him in the ninth round. So, you know, you figure with all the guys taken or kept, he's more of an 11th round pick kind of for uh, for uh, our reader here. Scotty B., big Chiefs again.
1: Quickly, before we take a break, are you worried about T.Y. Hilton not starting? And I'm doing air quotes. He's not starting. Apparently, Darius Hayward Bay is still the starter. Is that a concern at all?
2: No. Who cares? Do you get points for starting?
1: No. Okay. (laughs) That's
2: (laughs) if your league is set up where you get you know 15 points for a start, then I would be worried maybe. (laughs) Right, Bill?
1: Yeah. I mean, I've never heard of. (laughs) I'm not worried about him. I'm not worried about him starting. Exactly. Exactly, Todd. I mean, who cares? Yeah. Exactly. Quarterback? That.
2: that might be a concern. Maybe a quarterback. <laughs> you know?
1: Yeah. We're going to take hey, a quick break yeah. here on Football Nation. When we return, Kerry Byrne from coldhardfootballfacts.com is going to join us, and we're talking about the all new Cold Hard Football Facts Insider. Everyone has to check it out. He's got a special promo deal just for our listeners. That's all coming up next. You're listening to Football Nation.
0: Football, football, and more football at footballnation.com.
1: Hey, this is Bill Enright from the Fantasy Football Champs. I want to take a quick minute to introduce you to our new daily fantasy football partners at DraftKings.com. DraftKings.com is a new way to play fantasy football. No more losing your best player and watching your season go down the drain. At DraftKings.com, you draft a new team every week and win huge cash prizes. Here's a true story. Last year, one guy won hundred grand in his very first football contest. $100,000, the first time he played. Sign up now with promo code CHAMPS and get a free contest entry once you deposit. Again, that's DraftKings.com. Promo code champs. Good luck. FF Champs! Win your fantasy league and your
0: trophy too. It's FF Champs. FF Champs for you. News advice, rankings, and expert advice too ff is for you ffchamps.com ensuring you win from draft to playoffs ffchamps.com extraordinary results for fantasy football dominance
1: footballnation.com is all football all the time it's a one-stop shop for die-hard football fans to get their football fix NFL, college football, fantasy football, news, analysis, videos, articles, and podcasts. You'll find it all on footballnation.com. It's a great place to interact with thousands of hardcore, passionate NFL, college, and fantasy football fans. Want to get in the game? The Football Nation community gives hardcore fans the power to share their opinions, views, passions, photos, gripes, stats, or analysis. FN has the biggest network of user contributors dedicated solely to covering football. Join our team today and instantly launch your own team, player, or fantasy football column or blog. Build your own personal brand and following with your Football Nation portfolio of content. If you love football, you belong on FootballNation.com. Simply sign up for free at FootballNation.com and become a citizen of Football Nation today.
2: Coldhardfootballfacts.com Insider will change the way you look at the game of pro football with our groundbreaking quality stats. These are stats that have direct correlation to winning football games. The proof is in our performance at Coldhardfootballfacts Insider. We analyze every team and pick every game every week straight up and against the spread. Cold hard football Facts insiders have gone 500 or better against the spread in an incredible 72% of weeks since the start of the 2009 season, visit coldhardfootballfacts.com. Click CHFF Insider and uncover the statistical secrets that separate winners from losers in NFL games. The proof is in our performance. Become a Cold Hard Football Facts Insider today at coldhardfootballfacts.com.
0: This is Football Nation. Todd DeVries and Bill Enright bring you the latest trends from the NFL. Headlines, stats, fantasy previews, and more right here on Football Nation.
1: Hey, welcome back to Football Nation. Bill Enright and Todd DeVries hanging out with you for about another hour or so as you're listening to the Football Nation radio network. We're going to go back to the phones before Carrie Byrne from com joins us, 855-478-7030. And that's where Eric in Virginia is waiting. And I have a sneaky suspicion that Eric just hit us up on Twitter and got a little nervous when he heard about DeMarco, when he, when he heard Todd's reaction <laughs> to the news of DeMarco Murray being his keeper. Is that right, Eric? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> well, I, I was so, getting value for them
5: because I'm keeping him in the 11th round, but even if I keep him in the 11th round I could probably just still draft some other guy some other backup RB and actually get some more value
4: for him and actually get a starter I
2: think. Well, Eric, first of all, who else could you potentially keep? I mean, I'll say this. DeMarco Murray in the 11th round, that's that is good value. But is there anyone else you could potentially keep?
3: Well, every no one
2: else was really like a good value other than like in the first round or
5: something. So the way we did our keepers was it's Year before they get to, they, they just move off in the rounds they were kept so that you can't keep players forever, basically. Right,
1: right. So, um,
0: yeah, he was kind of the best value
1: I could get. So. DeMarco Murray the te- in the 11th round, I mean, regardless of if we think he's a running back three, he's still great value there. But you were asking if he was a running back one or two, and the answer is no way.
3: Right. I just didn't know it'd be better
5: just to get actually a starter for him. At any other position than just having him sit on my bench, because you know, last year he actually—he's the reason I lost the championship because I rolled
4: half the year without a, a solid RB two. So
1: I don't know what you'll get from him. You know, it's not like he just ran for uh, 200 yards and two touchdowns last week. You know, the season hasn't started yet. His stock and his uh, trade stock is pretty non-existent right now. It's not up or it's not down. I don't. I don't know if you'd get good value from him. Eleventh round. That's pretty solid.
2: Yeah, I mean, Eric, are you talking about trying to trade him before your draft to try to accumulate more draft picks? Yeah, my draft is Tuesday. I mean, do you think that he has any value out there? Is anybody? Is there like a Cowboy Homer fan out there in your league or something?
4: Well, I'm probably the Cowboy Homer fan.
1: Oh, <laughs> that oh guy, no. he's in his trouble. The truth comes out, yeah. Bill. Um. Eric, Eric, Eric. Draft him with your heart. Now, and uh, listen, in all seriousness, I mean, DeMarco Murray, at one point, he was a quality pick, but he just can't stay healthy. If he can stay healthy, uh, he can be really, really good. The Cowboys can be really good this year. Um, it's just the health. That's a major concern with him. He's in that category with Darren McFadden, Ryan Matthews, and NoSean Moreno.
2: Yeah, but Bill, in the 11th round, I mean, that changes the whole well, perspective that's why of his I, call. Yeah. That's
1: why I don't mind. It, the yeah, picks. I wouldn't
2: draft any of those other guys.
1: No.
0: Okay, <laughs> good. Good. good.
2: <laughs> I mean, here's what I'm doing. Eric, here's my advice. So, I you know, you, the the 11th round uh, nugget of information changes. It's a game changer. So if you wind up having to keep him as an 11th rounder and it's the best value picked and there's really nobody else at all worthy of, of keeping, then I'm, I'm okay with it. If you're trying to trade him, I seriously doubt anybody out there is going to give you anything better than the value you're getting for him as a keeper in the 11th round. Would you agree, Bill? Yeah, I agree with that.
1: Okay. Eric, we got to give you props. Not, you're taking advantage of all the ways that you can contact us. Twitter, you hit us up at Champs. <laughs> you're calling us on the line today. Next week we'll get an email from you. That's what we like to hear. Very interactive <laughs> caller, very interactive uh, audience member. Thanks for calling in, Eric, and best of luck to your draft um, on Tuesday. Oh, no problem. I appreciate the help over the years. So, Absolutely, man. You got it. Best of luck to you. So, Todd, a little bit more clear now. He's getting Derek, De- uh, DeMarco Murray in the seventh round. That's not as bad.
2: Eleventh round.
1: Eleventh round, yeah. That's what I said. But he said
2: seventh round. Yeah, um, it's it, that changes it all. That changes everything. It's, I still, you know, it still would have liked to have you know, seen who else he had in, like, the third, fourth, fifth round.
1: You know what I mean? Right, right. Because usually
2: clear. there's, like, a guy that, even if it's just a one-round difference, there might be a guy that might be worth keeping. But it didn't sound like that was the case. It sounded like he figured he could probably redraft all those guys anyway if he really right. wanted them. So if that's the case, then you look down at the bottom end of your roster and see if anybody stands out. And, hey, DeMarco Murray stands out. He probably drafted him, what, three years ago at that value, right? Yeah, two, probably two, as a rookie. Ago?
1: Probably as a rookie.
2: Yeah, a couple years ago. So um, not terrible. And, you know, hey, hey, the bottom line is he has an extra running back. That he doesn't have to worry about earlier, so he's going to have a strong RB um, three, with an eleventh round pick, and you, you got to you know there's something to that. It's not really sexy. It's not terribly exciting. It's not like getting uh, Alfred Morris in the eleventh round, like some of our other callers have uh, brought up today, right? True. True. Yep. Um, it's not like getting Doug Martin in the third round, nope. third round keeper, which we've seen a lot of, right? But it's uh, it's not bad. So
1: you know for. For all the the fact that we're ripping DeMarco Murray, I mean, when he was on the field last year, he's productive. That's what's so frustrating. It's not like, it's not like Ryan Matthews, who is when he's on the field, he doesn't do anything anyway. DeMarco Murray still is a great option in the PPR League if he just played all 16 games.
2: Agreed. And, hey, you know, yeah. one of the things we have preached to our listening audience is to try to find guys that are on the rebound. Mm-hmm. Right? A rebound season because their value gets dumped in the toilet, right? Right. Like MJD this year, he he could have a huge rebound year. Reggie Wayne last year, he was coming off an awful year when they had no Peyton Manning and no Andrew Luck. So that one stopgap season, you know his his numbers were terrible. So last year, everyone that drafted Reggie Wayne in those middle rounds got an absolute steal. Yeah. Maybe maybe Demarco Murray can do that. The only issue is. Is he's yet to put together that full season. He doesn't have that resume that these other guys have, you know, that you can rely on. So, uh, but again, you know, eleventh rounder, I'll take him all day.
1: Now, uh, we've done fantasy football for the last maybe hour, hour and ten minutes of the show. We're going to shift gears over to following NFL, hardcore NFL stats, winning and losing football games. That's what he does all day, all night. That's Kerry Byrne. From ColdHardFootballFacts.com, Carrie, how's it going? We are so excited for the launch of the new Cold Hard Football Facts Insider. Maybe Carrie's not there yet.
2: Yeah, maybe he's.
1: Carrie, uh... going once. (laughs) All right, so we'll come back to Carrie, but Todd, we, you know, we're very uh, privy to some excellent information since we're part of the Cold Heart, since we're part of the Football Nation family. Uh, you run at College Football Geek. I run FF Champs. Carry runs Cold Hard, and we all kind of uh, factor into the Football Nation universe. But when we heard about all the new stats that Carry had going on over at uh, over at the Insider, we got really excited this year because he's got a new Insider promotion for everyone out there that's listening. It's ninety nine dollars for the year. It's less than like thirty cents a game. It's nine ninety five a week, but the real value, Todd. We talk about value in fantasy football. The real value when you want to become a coldhardfootballfacts.com insider is when you sign up for the whole season because at nine ninety five, that's only getting you 10 games. You get an extra six or seven games when you become a, a member for the whole season with that $99 promotion.
2: Yeah, you're saving like 100 bucks on the season. And let's be honest, you know, cut to the chase, belt. A lot of people that really enjoy this site um, for the stats is – they're doing it because they want to know who's going to win. <laughs> they right. want to know who's going to win these games this upcoming week, who's going to win the games in the future. And Kerry Site does an amazing job with that. And they're all, you know, possibly, uh, like you said, laying a few shekels down in these games. So when you when you when you factor that into the equation, it's an t- absolute steal. It's basically the equivalent of what most people spend in a weekend.
1: All right. So we're joined games. now by joined now by Carrie Byrne from ColdHardFootballFacts.com. Carrie, did I get that promotion right? It's nine ninety five weekly or ninety nine dollars for the season. Uh, yes, you did, Bill. First of all, it's great to be
5: on with you guys, as always. And, yeah, that's it, Nine ninety five uh to become a cold-hard insider uh, for the week or $99 for the entire year. It's a savings of, of more than half. Like you save $109, gentlemen, if you sign up for a season pass every week from now through the Super Bowl for this $99. And, you know, this, this, as, as Todd and I talked about off here this week, there's so a lot of great info there, guys. You know, stats that have a direct correlation to winning football games, uh, analysis of every single team. Uh, we pick every game, every week, straight up and against the spread. If you want powerful information, that's going to help you. Uh, you know, quite frankly, bet on football games or otherwise
1: know who's going to win or lose on Sunday. Inside is an incredible deal, guys. There's a lot of great info there. Now, it's not just who's going to, uh, you know, you're placing a bet straight up or against the spread. Everyone out there does those weekly pick 'em pools. Everyone out there is in a survivor pool. We have a uh, survivor pool at ffchamps.com. The winner gets $2,500, $2,500. So it's not just people that are calling up a a betting service or one of those online betting services or they live out in Vegas where sports gambling is legal. It's not just that. I mean, this is for people that want to know, plain and simple, who's going to win the game. That's what your quality stats tell them. Absolutely. And, by the way, just to throw out a number, uh... We pick every game every week. Okay,
5: we don't we don't hide from the tough ones. We pick every game every week, just like you might do in your office pool, right, Bill? Right. Uh, we pick every game every week, and we've gone 500 or better against the spread. 72 percent of weeks since the start of 2009.
1: That's, that's crazy.
0: 72 percent.
5: Eight weeks, and we're better with 500 or better against the spread. About three out of every four weeks. I don't know anybody who does that. And the reason why we're able to do that is because of our our quality stats and what, what these are. They're the foundation of Cold hard Football Facts and the foundation of Cold hard Football Facts Insider. And they stats that have a direct correlation to winning football games. We look only at those stats that win and lose games. And, you know, a lot of times you would be watching the analysts on Sunday and the big pregame shows on the major networks. They're throwing out numbers, but they're numbers that are completely um, irrelevant when it comes to winning and losing games. They're just filling space and time. And what we do is look only at those stats that win and lose games. That's why we're able to have you know such a tremendous track record bill because we we look at what wins and loses of games bottom line and we tell you how often they win and lose games too quite frankly
2: so carrie the, the old standbys the quality stats were like the defensive hog index and the bendability scoreability all that good stuff but you have seven new quality stats so what's what's up with that how did you discover these stats which ones are, are the ones we should be looking for out of these new stats this year
5: well, I'll tell you, one thing we started tracking recently and a couple of years ago was real quarterback rating. Now, what this is is a measure of all aspects of quarterbacking play. Because Passer rating, right, which is a great stat, by the way, passer rating in and of itself is a very high correlation to victory. If you're, if you're better at passer rating, you win more than 80% of all NFL games. So, We wanted to take it to another level. So we created a couple of years ago called real quarterback rating, which measures not just passing the football, but running, rushing touchdowns, fumbles, Every aspect of quarterback play above and beyond just passing the football. Well, this year we've taken it to a new level with what we call real quarterback rating differential. That's your real quarterback rating versus your opponents, game in and game out. By the way, Todd, the top 102 performances in this indicator in 2012 and real quarterback rating differential, those, top, those 102 teams, top 102 games, those teams went 101 and one if you can believe that, it's all documented. We have it at Code on Football Facts Insider on our wow. real quarterback rating differential big board. You can see every performance every week and every indicator. 101 and in 1 among the top 102 performances. That's almost the perfect stat. In fact, we're calling it the perfect stat. The only stat that's better is final score, which obviously has a 100% correlation right. of victory. I don't think there's another stat, quite frankly, in any other sport that, that identifies the winner in almost every game, every week, week in and week out. That's the type of powerful information you'll get at Code for Football Fats Insider.
2: I gotta ask, Gary, who was the one? Was it like the Jets? Did the Jets screw up something again? A you know what? It,
5: you know what it was? I, it was. It was it was Carolina versus New. I think Carolina versus New Orleans late in the year, where Drew Drew Brees outplayed uh, Cam Newton. But I think what happened that day is, is uh, the Panthers had like three one-yard touchdown runs. And happen to squeak out a win when, in fact, uh, you know, Cam Newton wasn't the best quarterback on the field that day. But that's one exception among the top 100 in two performances. And it's stunning. And what it tells us, so really is that you can talk all you want about the running game and about this and about that. But if you, you just really need to have a better quarterback. I mean, we know instinctively that the chance with a better quarterback are more likely to win. But we, 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 we confirm it and we prove it. and We tell you what they need to be good at. Not only that. We have have something we call an insider, guys, predictive rate of victory. I'm not going to give this away, okay? But I'm going to tell you, there is one stat in football that by itself predicts the winner in two out of every three NFL games. If you don't look at anything else, if you just look at this one stat, it predicts the winner in two out of every three NFL games. And if you adjust for home and away, it predicts the winner in in, in three out of four games by home teams. One stat, you can find that all cold hard inside. I mean, that's pretty powerful stuff, and I don't think anyone else
2: is looking at football that way, Todd. I love how you have it all organized, too. There's all these, you call them the big boards, right? There's big boards for all these different stats, and it's, you can sort by it, it's, it's pretty crazy. I'm looking at that predictive rate of victory right now, Bill. Pretty pretty good stuff. But, but really, back to the real quarterback rating for a second there, Kerry. It's interesting to me that you, you know, you include the running, the running ability of some of these quarterbacks, and some of these teams, I should say. RG3, Kaepernick, Russell Wilson, you know the the full complement, the full arsenal that they bring to the table factors in, and these are these are teams that are rating very high last season, rated very high in that crucial stat.
5: Well, you know when we created real quarterback rating before the 2011 season, my intent, you know at the time, they, they still the premier probably running quarterback, if you will, was Michael Vick, and obviously we all know the troubles he had and his problems. but still there was no real way to measure his total performance because. Uh, we you know pass rating and other measures of rating quarterbacks all only looked at passing so we wanted a way we wanted a way to measure the impact of that running ability too and also your ability to avoid sacks avoid fumbles things like that so we created this indicator real quarterback rating before the 2011 season little did we know at the time that Cam Newton would burst on the scene the way he did, that RG3 would burst on the scene the way he did, that that Russell Wilson would burst on the scene the way they did. So, the timing of this indicator, I mean, it's fortuitous. It's not, you know, we weren't, it wasn't anything, you know, we, right. we created it because we wanted to create it, but it just so happened to coincide with the dramatic evolution in the game where pro quarterbacks, you know, the premier quarterbacks, uh, the premier young quarterbacks right now are at dual threats. And so, this stat measures that more effectively than any other indicator, uh, in sports. I mean, in football, you know, you look at ESPN as their total quarterback rating, which we call we, 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 called, uh, total QBS because there's there, a lot of that is <laughs> tied to film study and, and, you know, they peg it intentionally to wins and losses. So if you win the game, you get more credit than if you lose, which, which you sure, but that's not really a stat. That's like Olympic judging. They're, they're judging right. the numbers depending on the outcome of the game. Right. All the real stats that exist in and of themselves, uh, I and mean, still there's nothing more powerful than just looking at this real quarterback rating and what it tells you about wins and losses and the importance of that position. And by the way, speaking of great young talent, the number one rated quarterback in football asking in real quarterback rating? Uh, RG3. RG3. Yeah, you Can know you me. that a rookie, considered as a top-rated quarterback in all aspects of quarterback play, in uh, his rookie year, uh, dr- unbelievable. Nobody's ever done that
4: before.
1: That's what Robert Griffin III should come out with a rap song and just goes, RG3, yeah, you know me. <laughs> What song was that? RGT? I can't you
4: remember.
1: With, I know you, down. Down o, you down with OPP?
5: Down with OPP, that's right. Yep.
1: Yeah. RG3 should come something out like that.
5: <laughs> <laughs> but, guys, I do want that predictive rate of victory is pretty compelling. I Like I said, I don't want to give it all away. If folks are coming inside, or they can get this info. But one stat alone predicts the winner and two out of three NFL games. And that, that's that's pretty powerful information.
1: It's interesting that QBR rating, uh, Carrie, because. I guess QB – is QBR rating kind of like, saying ATM machine?
5: Uh, Yeah, yeah. Well, I call it QB rating, but you can
1: call it what you want, Bill.
2: Yeah. yeah um, you have same... a poetic
1: license.
2: Bill, it's yeah. like uh, – some people call it the SEC conference. Right, which right. Which is a double, you know.
1: <laughs> double, double word at the end, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So QBR, it's interesting, Kerry. You mentioned RG3, only a rookie, uh, but still number one on your QBR list. And then you have the pocket passers, kind of all jumbled together. Broncos, Packers, Tom Brady and the Niners. But there are some players that we see, like Colin Kaepernick, who Alex Smith was there for half the year, we understand that. Um, Russell Wilson and Cam Newton, all of them, all of the rushing quarterbacks, the dual threats that we love in fantasy football, they were also in the top ten in your QBR. Yeah, yeah, because it measures, and listen, even if you're if you're a fantasy fan, this info is
5: helpful, too, because it's the only stat measuring all those different aspects of QB play. Right. It, it all puts it in one number. You know, nobody else is doing that in a single number. And that's why, you know, it does. It definitely has, obviously, value to, to determining winners on Sunday, but it has value uh, in helping your fantasy team and knowing which quarterbacks are truly the most productive at the end of the day. You know, how, how much do you value that running, you know, that, that running capability? Uh, well, you can measure it against the pure pocket passes by by using this number, and then make your own determination on you know who you should start that week uh, based on a kind of a complete understanding of a player's game.
2: Absolutely, I mean, Carrie. For, I was looking at another uh, article on the website called herfootballfacts.com com, and it had to do with some interesting trends in Week One. Right? Obviously, everyone's starting to look at the NFL schedule for Week One. Give us a little. Uh, kind of recap that article, because the Dallas Cowboys, Patriots, some interesting stats from uh, kind of trends that happened on week one. What do you got for us there?
5: Well, you know, it's interesting. The Dallas Cowboys are the most successful team in NFL history in week one. Uh, You know, it's a 673 winning percentage. I think it's 35-17-1 is the exact record, but it's 673 winning percentage. And most of that, guys, from 1965 to 1981, they won 17 straight uh week one games, which doesn't really matter for our purposes today, right? Who cares who won in week one in nineteen seventy two. But what's interesting is that Tony Romo's Cowboys are still four and two in week one. They're pretty, you know, six sixty seven. They're fairly really consistent uh with the with the Cowboys history of uh, being the best team in football in week one. Uh which I think is a surprise you know surprises a lot of people. Tony Romo gets gets bashed a lot, but if you look at his production, uh we actually had a story go viral this summer, uh looking at uh, you know, it's, it's no joke that Tony Romo and the Cowboys were clutch last year. They had they had the most comeback wins in football. They, you know, that team, that team's problems to me have always been on the defensive side of the ball and in the Tony Romo era. Uh, but he actually puts up better numbers than he gets credit for. He puts up, he's not, uh, despite, you know, he's had some notable, you know, famous kind of clunker performances, but week in and week out, he's fairly, uh, consistent and productive quarterback. And in week one, he's been as good as anybody. Uh, in recent weeks, the Patriots, in recent years. The Patriots, United straight wins in week one, uh, you know, dating back to what, two thousand four now. Uh, they're obviously, you know, they're 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 deadly anytime, <laughs> any week. As uh, you know, they've won over seventy five percent of their games in the Tom Brady era. So uh but you know, nine straight wins for them in week one. So, you know, that info from the past doesn't necessarily uh help us this year, but if you can put it into context and tie it into Uh, Current players, you know, Ronald and the Cowboys being a classic example, you know, it does have some merit uh, to kind of see who's ready to play, who's who's prepared to play in Week 1.
1: Carrie, it's kind of interesting because Week 1 is always not not a guessing game. Uh, A lot of major moves, off-season free agency changes, coaching changes, draft picks. Do you think there is something about playing in Week 1 that really brings out either the best or the worst, or some teams have to, you know, get things going. Like the Broncos last year, didn't they start the year, like, 2-3 and three or something like that? Yeah,
5: they were, they were not a good And remember, they got beat up by the Patriots. I think the final score was, I think it was, like, week six, maybe. That final score, week five, was was uh, Columbus Day weekend. I remember that. It was, uh, I think, 31-21 was the final score, but the Patriots were up 31-7 to in the fourth quarter. I mean, the Patriots right. manhandled what proved to be the best team in the AFC over the long run. Uh, but for whatever reason that that team just started out poorly. You know, but but to me though, you know, the, the reality is the best teams are uh, the best teams are usually the best teams early on too. I mean there are the the Broncos are a team that came on late and obviously you want to be play play your best football late in the season. Look at, you know, no better example than the Baltimore Ravens. But if you're gonna be a good team at the end of the year, there's a chance you you know, there's <laughs> a pretty good chance you're one of the better teams in football at the beginning of the year too. So the key is you know, finding, you know, finding those trends that, that matter early. But, you know, at the end of the day, it does take a certain critical mass of, of data. And I'll quote a to prove this too, to really get your bearings on on what a team did, that is that year. And I, I can tell you this, if you, if you look at our, uh, at our picks at Code Football Facts Insider late in the year, when you look at the last several weeks of the season and the playoffs, we're almost 700 against the spread guys from week 15 through the Super Bowl over the last wow. two or three years. Wow. Because our stats have more, uh, they're more valid. They have, you know, they're just, there's just more, more critical mass of data behind them to, to add to their validity. So we, we we do it, especially late in the season, because our, our stats just are more powerful. Uh, and I, I don't know anyone who's doing that, you know, in, in the biggest games of the year. You know, the last two postseasons, the toughest games of the year, right? That The best teams playing the toughest games of the year. You know, we're 15-7 against the spread in the last two postseasons. Wow, You know, that, that, that's been at some of 70%. Uh, again, picking the toughest games week in, week out. And that's, I think, another reason why folks should consider becoming a, a Cold Hard Football Facts Insider. Just really powerful stats early in the year and especially late in the
1: year. the uh, week one starting just a week from now, Cold Hard Football Facts Insider, we have a new promotion, $99 for the year, nine ninety five for the week. What does that break down per game? I, t- I believe it's 28 cents
5: per game. There's 256 games in the season. Plus, the playoffs, another, another 11 games. And it's right around, it's under 30 cents. It's around 27, 28 cents per game for, for incredible analysis of every team and every game every week from week one through the Super Bowl.
1: You're basically giving people the outcome of the game before the game even happens.
5: Uh, we like to think so. You know, you, you know, at the end of the day, the numbers don't play the game. You know, the perfect Kodak football facts don't play the game. Flawed humans do. So not every game goes according to plan. But, you know, most do. When you look at the right numbers, Bill, uh, football follows some very distinct patterns. What we've, what we've taken is the, the chaos you see on the football field, and we've channeled it into definable statistical patterns uh, that you can follow week in and week out.
1: Kerry Byrne from So Thank you so much for joining us, and we're really excited to see everything you have for the in-season Cold Hard Football Facts Insider. Go check it out and sign up now. You'll not You won't be sorry that you did. All right guys, I appreciate the time. Always oh, a pleasure. I love listening to the show. Take care, Kerry. Thanks Bye. for calling it.
2: It all begins, my friend. Next week we'll be discussing actual NFL games, Bill. Previewing games, using those quality stats, make some good picks. I can't wait, man, because I'll be honest, the preseason uh it drags a little bit at some point, Bill. You know? At some point it's time to end this preseason nonsense and get to the games.
1: Well, that's what's so great about what we do, Todd, is we get excited enough during August that we know week one, and for you, week one for college footballs is today, we know it's right around the corner once we start seeing preseason and training camp, but that last week of preseason action, that week four game, no one's watching that. No one's paying attention to that. We don't care about that.
2: No. No, We, we we need the actual games, and one week from today, it all begins, and we'll be on the air to break it all down. That's going to be a killer show, and that's when Kerry's really going to come in huge with his stats, man, because that's when we can really dive deep into each and every game
1: we got to take one final break. More fantasy football advice, 855-478-7030. More of your emails, radio at footballnation.com. And also, we have to talk about Johnny Manziel, the NCAA suspension for Manziel, uh, Manziel. We'll break it down, talk about how much of a joke we think it is. And also, breaking news, the NFL and the NFLPA reached a settlement for retired players. We'll get into some of that in just a bit. But we got to take a quick break. More football nation. Coming up next.
0: Headlines, stats, fantasy previews, and more right here on Football Nation.
2: ColdHardFootballFacts.com Insider will change the way you look at the game of pro football with our groundbreaking quality stats. These are stats that have direct correlation to winning football games. The proof is in our performance at ColdHardFootballFacts Insider. We analyze every team and pick every game every week straight up and against the spread. Cold Hard Football Facts insiders have gone 500 or better against the spread in an incredible 72% of weeks since the start of the 2009 season. Visit coldhardfootballfacts.com, click CHFF Insider, and uncover the statistical secrets that separate winners from losers in NFL games. The proof is in our performance. Become a Cold Hard Football Facts insider today at coldhardfootballfacts.com.
1: Hey, this is Bill Enright from the Fantasy Football Champs. I want to take a quick minute to introduce you to our new daily fantasy football partners at DraftKings.com. DraftKings.com is a new way to play fantasy football. No more losing your best player and watching your season go down the drain. At DraftKings.com, you draft a new team every week, and win huge cash prizes here's a true story last year one guy won a hundred grand in his very first football contest one hundred thousand dollars the first time he played sign up now with promo code champs and get a free contest entry once you deposit again that's draftkings.com promo code champs good luck FootballNation.com is all football all the time. It's a one-stop shop for diehard football fans to get their football fix. NFL, college football, fantasy football, news, analysis, videos, articles, and podcasts. You'll find it all on FootballNation.com. It's a great place to interact with thousands of hardcore, passionate NFL, college, and fantasy football fans. Want to get in the game? The Football Nation community gives hardcore fans the power to share their opinions, views, passions, photos, gripes, stats, or analysis. FN has the biggest network of user contributors dedicated solely to covering football. Join our team today and instantly launch your own team, player, or fantasy football column or blog. Build your own personal brand and following with your Football Nation portfolio of content. If you love football... You belong on FootballNation.com. Simply sign up for free at FootballNation.com and become a citizen of Football Nation today.
0: Headlines, stats, fantasy previews, and more right here on Football Nation.
1: Hello welcome back to Football Nation. We are back for the final 20 minutes of the show. Bill and Enright and Todd DeVries hanging out with you. We have some breaking news, Todd. We have some news to go over about college football. Uh, NCAA suspended Johnny Manziel. Some NFL breaking news. I'm not sure which one we should go into first. Perhaps we should take our caller where Tim in St. Louis is on the line. W- what do you think? Should we do Tim a solid and go to him first?
2: Of course. Go, go with Tim.
1: All right, Tim wants us to rank his, dra- uh, rank his draft. He's in St. Louis. What's up, Tim?
4: Hey, how you guys doing today?
1: We're doing great. What's, uh, what's your draft looking like?
4: Uh, well, I had a draft this past Sunday,
5: and uh, I just wanted to get a draft grade real quick and see what my team looks like. Um, I got, it's a PPR league. You can, the standard start three receivers, uh, two running backs, and one flex. Um, I got uh, Jamal Charles, Alfred
4: Morris, Marius Thomas, MJD, Team Nick, Shane Diesel Short, Matt Stafford, and then I got Josh Gordon, Golden State for backup wide receivers. And then my tight end was Brandon Petty Group.
2: All right, so this is a 10-teamer or a 12-team league?
3: This is a 12-team league.
2: Tell you what, Bill, on the surface, I'm liking what he did here. I'm assuming, Tim, that you... uh, rattled off those players in the order in which you drafted them, correct? Yes, sir. So, Bill, he starts off with Jamal Charles and Alfred Morris, okay? PPR league. So Morris is a little bit devalued, but still. Second round, can't go wrong really with that. Third round, he goes to Marius Thomas, and he still gets MJD in the fourth round, 12-team PPR. Yeah, I mean, that's incredible value. Right. Then he goes, and again, another one of our FF champs, uh, listeners who grabbed Shane Vereen. Sixth round, PPR,
1: gold, right?
2: Yep. And he waits on QB. Eighth round, still gets Matt Stafford.
1: Yeah, I mean, <laughs> commandment number six, Todd, or commandment number five, wait on my quarterback, and this is evidence right here. You get Matt Stafford late in your draft, and it's great value, great value pick by Tim.
2: You know, here's a here's a guy we haven't talked about much, Bill, but maybe this is the time to do it for Tim. He mentioned in passing at the very end that he he has Josh Gordon as a wide receiver, uh, like his wide receiver four, okay? Mm -hmm. We haven't talked much about Josh Gordon, but he's only missing a couple of weeks, right? When he comes – I mean, he's getting
1: completely overlooked in many drafts. And I think it's because he's suspended for the first two games of the season. But even if you look at his – what's that? Even if you look at his projections at ffchamps.com, we still have him in line – with a lot of those guys, 25 to 35 wide receivers. That's my point. You yeah, know? Tim, you did a great job with this draft, man. You're really solid in your starting lineup, and you're really solid on your bench. Good job there.
3: Thanks, guys. Um, one of the things that I didn't realize uh, when I was actually drafting,
5: I, I I go best player available, but I wasn't paying attention to my buys. Unfortunately, my first three receivers, my quarterback and my tight end, I'll have a bye week
4: in week nine. So oh, what? Yeah. You lose you lose that week and you get them for the
1: rest of the season. You don't have to worry about them not being in action.
4: Right, right. Oh, I'm not worried right, about right.
1: bye weeks. Todd, do you ever – and Tim, we appreciate the call. Todd, do you ever worry about bye weeks during the week of your draft? I'm not going to take a player nope. – a bye week is not going to prevent me from taking a player that I want on my team.
2: Nope, nope, nope. Bill, the only time I look at really look at bye weeks carefully, honestly, is if I'm really torn on two players and it's a flip of a coin. And then I will go, well – Okay, I'll go with this guy because he has a better, you know, his buys work better in my, in my uh, schedule. But no, like you said, take the loss that week. Who cares? The other weeks are going to be even stronger.
1: Yeah, we have an emailer from Rocher. He also hit us up on Twitter. Has the number five pick gets a point for every three receptions? Todd, not a full point, but one point for every three receptions. Wants us to rank our top five running backs. This one's pretty easy to me. It goes Doug Martin, Adrian Peterson. Jamal Charles, Arian Foster, and then Trent Richardson comes at number 5 with LaShawn McCoy and C.J. Spiller just behind Trent Richardson. Uh, we have them in the same tier, Richardson, McCoy, and Spiller. Uh, we got to stick with the phone lines because all of a sudden we're getting overwhelmed with the phone calls. Leon in Washington, D.C. needs some help with his draft strategy. What's up, Leon? Uh, we got to stick
4: with the phone lines. Leon. With the phone calls.
1: Leon's yes, not there, all right. Chuck in West Virginia. What's going on, Chuck? Hey, Chuck, you there? Y- yes. What's up, Chuck? How's it okay, going?
4: yes. Okay, I'm sorry. Um, I was going to ask if I have uh, running backs. I have uh, Martin and uh, Steven Jackson, and I have Bernard uh, from Cincinnati. Is he worth a flex player or ever starting as a running back? And then I have one other player to ask about.
1: You're asking if Giovanni Bernard is going to be worth a flex spot? In a yeah. full-point PPR league, absolutely. Todd and I both love him. One of our sleepers this year. Think he can eventually take over from Jarvis Greenhouse, push the law firm to the sidelines, and really take over in Cincinnati's backfield.
4: Okay. Okay, I got short. So how about uh, the receiver in Jacksonville? Is he worth a three-receiver of a, a three-receiver? Three uh, three
1: yeah, Todd and I both like Cecil Shorts this year. I mean, if you lock lo, uh, locked and loaded up on some running backs and wide receivers, or uh, maybe yeah. even Jimmy Graham earlier in your draft, then I think you'll be all right with Cecil Shorts as your number three. Justin Blackman is suspended for the first four games of the year. Maurice Jones-Drew is back in action, so that should help out with the running game a little bit, help open up the passing game. So, yes, we like Cecil Shorts as your number three wide receiver.
4: And my other wide receivers, I have Jones from Atlanta, and I have Emma
1: and Bo, so, pretty good okay. receivers there. Yeah, they, you have quality guys. Yeah, all right. You really do, Chuck. And we appreciate your call. I think you're not—you have nothing to worry about with Giovanni Bernard and Cecil Shorts as your wide receiver and flex option, right, Todd? All right. I think we lost Todd again. Twice in one show. Todd is taking breaks. You know, like I think everyone knows that if you're listening to the stream, you realize now who the 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 worker is here. I mean, Todd is taking unnecessary breaks. His computer is going in and out. You know, if you ever listen to the show, just remember that Bill Enright is the one putting all the work into this into this program. Let's go to Leon. Let's go to Leon in Washington D.C. What's up, Leon? How's it going?
4: Uh, yes. Uh, I had a question. Um, I'm doing a draft tonight, and it's in a at Ed Ed league. And the question I have is draft strategy. So, uh, you start one quarterback and you start two wide receivers, but you have two flex positions uh, where you can start a running back or a wide receiver. And this is a PPR league, and I was just wondering, should I uh, change my strategy instead of drafting uh, running back to focus on drafting uh, wide receivers, since? really don't get a lot of points for running back.
1: Alright, so you you have two flex options. You correct. start one quarterback, one running back?
4: I, no, no Actually it's two flex positions, one quarterback, but two wide receivers that you must start.
1: And how many running backs do you start? Correct. How how many running backs do you start, Leon?
4: Uh zero.
1: You don't start so any running backs?
4: Start no running back. Uh-uh.
1: Only in the flex. So oh, Todd, you're back.
4: Yes, the two best positions can be either running back or wide
1: receiver. Okay, so potentially you can start four wide receivers and zero running backs. Correct. Oh, that's interesting, Todd. I was ripping you apart when uh, you went off the air. I said you needed another break, and clearly you're the lazy you're the lazy partner in this two man group.
2: <laughs> I don't know what's going on. I think <laughs> all right. So. I, I heard that uh, this guy doesn't start any running backs in a fantasy league. Leon is is in a
1: very uh, unique situation where he has one quarterback, zero running backs, two wide receivers, and then two flex spots, which could be a running back or a wide receiver. And he wants to know, should he avoid drafting running backs? Should he go with a wide receiver early on? I disagree. I think just because you have the option of starting more wide receivers, you still are going to separate yourself from your competition by using running backs in that flex spot.
2: Yeah, I agree with you, Bill. I mean,
1: yeah. Leon, you, you got you to see. I mean, he's listening to the show while, while he's on the air with us. We can't have that. We hear ourselves in the background. But, Leon, we appreciate your call. You have to go with running backs early on. Use them in your flex. They're still considered part of your starting lineup, and you'll still get wide receivers. Don't change your strategy uh we we wouldn't change ours we would go running backs in that league just because they're a flex doesn't mean they're not important
2: yeah, I totally agree bill it's a weird right. setup but he's a weird setup there by the way that's yeah a very strange I,
1: I'm form. kind of questioning whether or not that's actually how it works it, it could possibly be um maybe he's just looking at it wrong I don't know i've never heard of, why would anyone want to start two wide receivers and not any running backs in the starting lineup that's weird
2: yeah i I don't know.
1: That's one thing about this show that I really like. We learn about so many different leagues, so many different ways to punish the person that finishes in last place, you know, celebration methods, different formats. It's pretty cool.
2: Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, I I, I like to kind of stretch my uh, fantasy wings a little bit and play in some different types of leagues, Bill. You know, it's it makes it a little more challenging. Right. You know? I mean, I like playing in a two-quarterback league. It's a completely different strategy. Uh, obviously PPR versus non PPR, but yeah, then you find some really crazy ideas from these callers, so it's all good.
1: Todd, we have some breaking news in terms of the NFL, and then we do want to get to the Johnny Manziel suspension here, since the college football season is starting this week. The NFL reached a settlement with about forty five hundred former players in their concussion related lawsuit. The NFL owners will have to pay seventy six, or excuse me, seven hundred and sixty five million dollars to the 4,500 players, I believe $100 million of that is going to be used for more research, more testing, and then $675 million of that $765 million is going to go to the former players. Did I yeah. run through those numbers correctly?
2: Uh, I think you might have missed one of them up. I think it says that I'm, um, dis-
1: I'm are- dyslexic, so uh, <laughs> the that NFL possibly, is, that's possible.
2: It says here the NFL will f- also fund research and education at a cost of $10 million. Okay. Um, yeah, this is breaking news, so we don't have all the information here. But bottom line is that's a lot of cash. Um, I don't know how it's being distributed amongst these players. If you just get your calculator out, and if they're saying $675 million of that, it's going to be used to compensate former players and families of deceased players mm-hmm. who have suffered cognitive in- injury. So if you do the math, $675 million divided by 4500 that comes out to about 150 grand per player.
1: I mean, yeah, I mean, that's, you know, I, I don't know if you want to put a price on a person's brain. Yeah, but, you I, know, I don't know, man. It's
2: yeah. a, We need to, uh, honestly, I need to kind of digest this story. It's right, just we were on air while well.
1: the story broke, but we just wanted to kind of go over the details that we learned about. And we'll, we'll have articles up at footballnation.com, and uh, we urge you to check it out because we'll have more details later on.
2: And here's the last thing before we move on. Uh, just got a little tweet here that the NFL needs to pay half of that settlement. Over the next three years, and then okay. the rest of it over the next seventeen years. Oh gosh! So you know, who knows how that all works out? I, I I don't know. I don't have a strong opinion on this yet, Bill. I need to, like I said, need to digest all this, and uh, it's definitely a developing story. So read all about it on Football Nation. There's going to be a lot of writers who're going to definitely cover this one. So absolutely, we'll absolutely. cover it all different angles.
1: Speaking of all different angles, this is a story that we've been following for the last couple months, maybe. Uh, weeks here on this show, but in terms of articles on Football Nation, the Johnny Manziel autograph scandal, Todd, has really been one of the biggest stories of the summer. If we haven't been talking about Johnny Manziel when it comes to college football, I don't know who we would be. Who would we be talking about? But Manziel, suspended by the NCAA for one half, two quarters, thirty minutes of the Texas A&M week one matchup against Rice one half todd not one half of the season one half of the game
2: yeah it's like a timeout it's like a little little 5 year old kid you put him in the corner and hey take a timeout you know literally so you think
1: the nfl you think texas andm would probably sit Johnny Menzel in the second half of this game anyway because it would be up by so many points. So really, he's not getting suspended at all, he's still going to have the same amount of play than if he wasn't suspended to begin with. Well,
2: who knows? I mean, what, what's the score at halftime in this game, even with the backup quarterback? If it's close, then you're right. He'll probably play the, most in the second half. But what if they're up 28-3 at halftime? I mean, how how much is he really going to play in that second half? Right. A series or two? I mean, you know what I mean? What's the point? I think it comes down to. They got a couple Alabama things. in two weeks, man.
1: You know? That's what I was going to say. They have Alabama in a few weeks. That's the big matchup for them on their schedule. Obviously, they want to win them all, but that's going to be the one that really gives them the best chance to compete for the national title.
2: How about this for a scenario? Okay, this sounds a little crazy, but to hear hear me through. Okay. Rice actually is kind of a dangerous team offensively, and they return a lot of starters. I know okay. that they shouldn't compete with a and But let's say that the, you know, they, the backup quarterback struggles in that first half, and it's 17-14 at halftime, right? Imagine the scene at <laughs> College Station after halftime. They come out of the tunnel, and number two puts his helmet on and runs out to that huddle for the first time
1: oh, to save the day,
2: you know? Could you imagine – isn't that the way this is going to play out? Maybe <sighs> it is going to play out like that. And then he comes in, first play, you know, play action, rolls out, nobody open, rushes for 17 yards out of bounds. The place goes bonkers. Flips the ball to the uh, referee, gives a little wink to the camera, Bill. Yeah. <laughs> maybe maybe does a little, uh, you know, some sort of crazy hand gesture that nobody knows what it means yet, but he has some sort of, you know, some sort of <laughs> – you know what I mean?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can you
2: just envision that happening? Isn't that the way this is supposed to go down? And then before I, you know it, it goes from 17-14 to 42-14, to you know?
1: Everything about his season last year was storybook. Everything about his off season this year was a fictitious Hollywood movie. So for that to happen, the comeback, him entering the game off of a suspension, I can certainly see it happening. But I can't see Texas A&M almost, you know, tied at halftime with Rice. Why not? I don't know. Rice, rice, aroni.
2: I'm just saying this is. Uh, first of all, it's an in-state thing. Okay. You got to imagine there's a ton of guys on rice who wanted to play at a and that got spurned. Didn't a get a chance of. to. Yep. It's the first game of the year, and by the way, you know, Manziel has been getting almost all the snaps with the ones this entire August. You know what I mean? And so it's not like the backups. We aren't even sure the backup starter is going to be yet. Matt Jokel, who's actually the brother of the first-round draft pick for the Jaguars, is one of the guys. And okay. then they have a freshman kid named Kenny Hill who's more of a dual threat, but he's very raw. He's you know he's straight out of high school. He could struggle. You never know. And Rice is a veteran team. I'm just saying. I'm not saying they're going to pull off the upset. I'm just saying it might set the scene. It, it would be anticlimactic if Johnny Manziel comes in at 35-3 to three at halftime. You know? The way right. that you just mentioned it, his his life is a storybook. He's like a superhero. And wouldn't it be fitting if the team's, you know, without Johnny, the team's just struggling. But then he comes back in and poof. It's all good again.
1: Todd, do you think a one-half suspension, a half-a-game suspension, like... It's a joke, of course. What the hell is that? A half-a-game? Stands- what is that? It's It's... You cannot make
2: sense out of the NCAA. I mean, what they're—I have no idea. There's no, there's no way to explain this build. So stupid. You know, know, Des
1: Bryant had lunch or dinner with Dion Sanders. Got suspended for his entire senior season. I know. Johnny Manziel,
2: AJ Green missed four games for selling a a shirt.
1: Right. I mean, whether or not Manziel did it, we know that some other players have been suspended, or punished for much less than what Manziel is being accused of. It,
2: the NCAA is all over the place, Bill, and we could have a whole show on this. But here's the bottom line. You want to go con- conspiracy theory here? And then maybe this isn't that far-fetched, actually. Remember when all the Ohio State stuff came down?
1: The, before The, the bowl Tattoo game? 5 stuff? Yeah.
2: Yeah, yeah. That came down, end of the regular season, before the, the, the before they were playing in the Sugar Bowl. People need to, you know, <laughs> sponsors, Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, schools, there's a lot of money involved in a bowl game. And what did they decide? Terrell Pryor and others. You can play, yeah, you're guilty of all this, but you can play in the bowl game. We're going to suspend you to begin next year, which was a right. ridiculous joke. Terrell Pryor, they, they all played, they beat Arkansas, and then he went pro anyway. Who cares, right? It's the same kind of thing here, Bill. That, I mean, Johnny Manziel, think how much money he's going to make for the networks, Right. For the sponsors that are sponsoring that Alabama Texas A and M game in a few weeks, without Johnny Manziel, does anyone care about that game?
1: No. It's maybe huge. Alabama fans for redemption.
2: I mean, that's September fourteenth, Bill. It's two weeks away. It's right, right around the corner. So none of this surprises me. Uh, what am I saying? That some powers that be got together in a dark conference room and you know kind of put this crazy deal together just to you know, keep him in, in the spotlight for this season. It's not, it's not out of the realm of possibility, Bill. Seriously. I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's so screwed up. The NCAA is a joke.
1: Uh, You know, I almost just want the Manziel madness, the Manziel mania to be over. I just want to see him play again because he was awesome last year. You know, it's almost taking away from how good he was on the field, all this off the field nonsense.
2: Yeah, of course. I mean, we're ready to move on. The games are going to start tonight, Bill, and and we'll all forget about it. Hopefully, Johnny, you know, doesn't go on Twitter this year. I mean, hopefully he learned his lesson after all this, right, to shut up
1: and just well, play. I mean, he has to tell not only him to shut up but his friends and anyone that he does business with. Uncle Nate. Yeah, Uncle Nate. His, right. his
2: boy. <laughs> you know what? The only thing I'll allow Johnny to do, let's just keep, keep quiet this year, Johnny, but I'll give him a pass, Bill. On Halloween night, I would like to see Johnny in a Scooby-Doo outfit again with some girls all, all over him again. I would like that, just that part of his social life to become public. Other than that one night, I'm, I don't need anything else until he's in the NFL. What
1: do you think? There you go. There you go. You want to see more co-eds. I like the co-eds. like the co-eds. And Johnny uh, means I'm sure, is f- f- surrounded by them. He was
2: last Halloween, that's for sure.
1: All right, so we had a two-hour jam-packed show of Football Nation today. We got some fantasy football strategy and advice in. We appreciate everyone that hit us up on Twitter, on emails, all the people that called into the, into today's show. Carrie Byrne from Cold Hard Football Facts joined us. We had a great discussion about the new quality stats. Become an insider at coldhardfootballfacts.com and... We even discussed some of the Johnny Manziel nonsense with his uh, one-half-of-a-game suspension. Todd, I want to remind everyone you should check out ffchamps.com if you're serious about winning your league. It's not just for draft kit. It's not just for preseason. We're with you every week, every day of the regular season from week one all the way through your league's fantasy football championship. It's only only $29.95, 50% off discount right now. Must have if you're serious about winning your fantasy football league.
2: Bill, can't wait for next week, buddy. Next week, we're actually previewing real NFL games. We're actually taking your calls on lineup questions for fantasy football. It's it all begins next week, and uh, thank God because I I was getting tired of this preseason junk.
1: All right, for Josh Deering, Todd DeVries, I'm Bill Enright signing off. Best of luck in your fantasy football drafts, and enjoy Week One of college football.
0: Football, football, and more football at FootballNation.com.